Hello and welcome to another episode of Night of the Lists, the horror podcast where two fans break down, discuss, and rank your favorite cinematic nightmares. I'm your host, Salem Monster, and joined as always by my co-host, Vincent Kane. Howdy, howdy. Tonight's topic really put me through the emotional ringer. Not because of the things that I had to pick, but because, well, I'll get into it. Kane is a sports enthusiast, so, and we talk about our topics off air, of course, and he started talking about sports, and I have to be honest with you guys, I started tuning out. When he, when he talks about sports, it's like white noise in my ear, like the, the parents and peanuts. So I just heard wah, 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 wah. All I heard was sports, so my mind started making a list immediately because I was jumping ahead to what I thought the conversation was going to the top five best sports horror movies. So I was like, oh, shit. Faculty. Um, Billy Club. The, oh, shit. Billy Club. Oh, I'm taking that one. Uh but uh, Night of the Dribble, Dribbler, Night of the Dribbler, let me say that one again, got me really excited because I'm like, nobody ever talks about that piece of shit movie where a guy wears a ba- basketball as a mask and stabs people. It's really ridiculous, and I really wanted to talk about it. But then he kept talking, and then I heard the word snake. Then I got excited again. I was like, oh, he's talking about something else. So then my mind started coming up with a list of snake movies. Calamity of Snakes, Lair of the White Worm. But then he said sports tournament, and I guess my mind got jostled, and then I actually started to focus in on what he was talking about. And what he was talking about was far more interesting and exciting than talking about Night of the Dribbler. So to explain what a snake draft is and what I refer to as a snake off, but a snake draft, I'm going to pass it over to use sports terminology because he loves it so much, to Kane to explain what this episode's topic is all about. So we are doing a director's draft, a horror director's draft. And for anybody who knows what a draft is in sports, um, is basically you pick your team, you take first best first available, and then the next person take gets to pick, but they have to pick from the left, whoever's left in that pool. Um, also, like Sailor mentioned, being sports enthusiasts, but you also have what's called like a fantasy draft, fantasy football, basketball, baseball, hockey, whatever. And in that, you pick your – it's a fantasy It's a fantasy situation. So you're picking whoever you want from what, whatever it is, and then you build the best team you possibly available. And you pick whatever, one through ten, and the snake draft, one through ten, and then ten through one, and you just keep going until you're done. However many rounds you want to go, however many it takes to fill your team, et cetera, et cetera. So with us, we decided to do a horror uh, director's draft – where we are picking five of the best horror directors that we can for our team or whatever we want to, I'm looking at it as like, if I'm building a streaming service, a horror streaming service, I get these directors and I get them all on my team and they're all on my streaming service. And I have these and nobody else does. I, I, they're on my streaming service and uh, they're exclusive to me. All right. So we, we do the snake draft and um, then we do have five picks each. We're going to do it where we're only have, you can only pick two deceased directors. So you got, you, you don't have to, but you can't pick more than two dead directors. Um, they must have at least three horror movies to their name. Um, and Sailor will go over a few of those uh, that made the cut and didn't. Um, and the TV movies count, but uh, shorts uh, segments uh, on anthologies don't count. So it has to be legitimately three horror movies. 
Um, and then that's that's pretty much uh, the, the biggest part of our rules. Uh, but I'm going to kick it back over to Sailor to kind of finish that off. I threw it to him. He's kicking it to me. I don't know what sport we're playing, but we couldn't play it by ourselves because that would be a terrible snake off. And that's what I refer to it as. I'm calling it snake off. So annoying. Because two people would be boring. So to introduce our co-host, uh, author, illustrator, man about town, our good friend, Mr. Bob Cram Jr. Surprise, bitches. Surprise, bitches. <laughs> we got three of us. I, I mean, it would be a terrible snake off with just me just, and Kane. Yeah, I was just going back shit. and forth. Yeah, it'll, <laughs> it'll still be terrible, but at least there'll be three of us. <laughs> yeah, so it'd be longer and terrible. <laughs> Triple threat. Like, like that fucking, what's that old uh, terrible Jewish joke where the waiter asked the, the, the two Jewish ladies how the soup was? And they're like, it was terrible and there wasn't enough of it. So that's kind of this episode. <laughs> But in opposite, heard that joke so before. Woody, Woody, uh, he, Woody Allen told him in the movie. That's why you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was terrible, and there's not enough of it. So, I mean, I guess that was his critique on Jews. I guess. I mean, Jews can make fun of Jews. I can't. So, I don't know. I don't even remember this, what movie. This is from. getting edited out, right? No, it's not. All, <laughs> no, this all is all Woody staying Allen, in, baby. All Woody Allen jokes stay in. That's okay. the rule of Night of the List podcast because we have to dunk on Woody in, in at least every episode we do. <laughs> so to go over some of the minute details, I mean, we already covered, we're picking five directors apiece. They all have to have at least three horror movies, legitimate horror movies. Two of them at most can be dead. And then no TV, uh, t- TV movies count. So John yeah. Llewellyn Moxley is in play. Just saying, saying if y'all want a Night Stalker or Night Strangler, y'all can have them. Or which one came second? Night Stalker? I can't remember. Night, can't it was remember Night Stalker, then Night Strangler. Okay, so Night Strangler is in play because the first one I think was Robert Weiss. I mean, I'm, I'm, get, I'm losing the. I'm losing it. Okay, let me just go back and say John Llewellyn Moxley's in play if y'all want him. So TV movies count, no shorts and no anthology segments. Anthology horror movies count if they directed the bulk of them. So I would, whoever gets Carpenter, you guys can have body bags. It's fine. He didn't direct all of it, but it's fine. And I don't care. I mean, we're, we're splitting hairs at that point. To get to the the nitty gritty, we also had to slice down some of the fat off the steak to figure out who exactly counted. So we made Bob, since he's our honored co-host for for tonight's episode, be the deciding factor. He's the executioner. So he cut the people off and he kind of agreed with all of them except one. So they all get to play tonight's episode. So Hitchcock, Spielberg, Polanski, Brian De Palma, all make the cut. Guillermo del Toro obviously makes the cut. We had a debate whether or not Pan's Labyrinth was horror. It was decided it was. So whoever gets him gets Pan's Labyrinth. I still disagree with this, but I, I can't veto it. I was overruled. <laughs> the only one that we could not that we could not agree on, not that either one of us, any of us disagreed with, but David Fincher does not count. So no David Fincher. Right. And I think that was it. Those those were the big ones, but everyone is clear on the rules. I to me, how I uh, Kane thought of it as streaming service. To me, it's these are the only horror movies I get to watch for the rest of my life. So I'm th- I'm thinking this is desperation time. Like yeah, I could throw in some people who have a lot of horror movies, so I could watch them. 
Like, I, uh, you know, there's Roger Corman. I could get him because he's got a bunch. Lloyd Kaufman. Now I got 700 fucking movies to watch. But do I really want those? Because those are the only ones I ever get. So there's some tactics involved. There's some strategy involved. But we'll see where the chips land on the table with Bob's number one pick. So throwing it over to Bob now. Because we're doing sports terminology again. <laughs> Bob is ball. on the clock. Yeah. Bob is on the clock. <laughs> Here we go. Don't put me in the penalty box. Is that the right? I don't know. Uh, it depends on your number one. You just one throw break, out random so. yeah. sports terms and we'll figure it out. So I, I, my Objection. way. Oh, wait, uh, no, that's not sports. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> God. Uh, so my way of thinking about this originally was I, I thought I was putting together like like a team of horror movie directors that would form like a new studio that would make new movies so I could, you know, resurrect directors that that I wanted to see do new stuff or directors that I thought didn't get a fair shake and I wanted to see more from, but I was disabused of that notion uh, because let's, let's be honest, the idea that the movie, the directors you pick those are the movies, the only horror movies you get to watch for the rest of your life. That does raise the stakes quite a bit. Um, so for me, it, it all comes down to my first favorite horror movie director. Um, and while I, John Carpenter's name has come up quite a few times, my first horror movie director fave of all time was David Cronenberg. Mm. Oh, good so yeah, I uh, I can't tell you exactly when. I, it probably was Scanners, even though that's like borderline horror. It's more science fiction horror, but of course, almost everything Cronenberg does is is that at that line. But I mean, Shivers, The Brood, Scanners, Videodrome, Dead Zone, The Fly, Dead Ringers. I even count Dead Ringers in there. That he's made some of my favorite horror movies of all time. If I had to, to pick just one, it'd be Videodrome. It's in my top five films of all time. One of my favorite horror movies as well. And uh, I actually today decided I would go back and watch uh, one of his films I'd never seen, which was uh, Crimes of the Future, because mm. he's going to be either making a new version of that or a remake or taking the script and doing something with it. And don't go back and watch the early films of your favorite directors. I'm just mm -hmm. telling you, don't do it. That is a perfect segue to my number one. <laughs> then take it away. Oh, no. well, I was going to say, no, I, I love Cronenberg. He was definitely one of my, I was hoping he would fall to me, but I kind of had a feeling he wouldn't, but I don't know. He arguably would have the strongest filmography where he almost every one of his movies are strong. Like even his bad movies are good, are better than most people's best movies. So uh, yeah, he's always been one of my favorites. I, I think the first one I ever saw was the fly. Uh, but then going back and, you know, I definitely knew of, of scanners, the head explosion. Yeah. It's, it's always been horror to me because of that freaking head explosion, but video drum, of course, dead, dead zone. And then um, just getting those and, and when I was uh, in the 80s um, as a kid and then just going back and watching some of his older stuff and then just keeping up with the stuff that's outside of horror. But we're only counting horror, his horror movies. So he's an absolute excellent pick. 
I think the the three C's were the ones we were going to have to fight over. <laughs> yeah, Raven, Carpenter, Cronenberg. Right. Like they're they're the tops to me. So it was really honestly. Who went first? Who was going to get those? Because I could honestly have seen Bob going with Craven. I could have seen. I had a feeling that he was going to go with Cronenberg um, because how could you not? How can you not? He's, I mean, yeah, honestly, I mean, I, we'll see. Obviously, I'm going to go with John Carpenter, but we're going to save it. I'm sorry, <laughs> Kane. I'm, I'm stealing Carpenter. But, I mean, it honestly could have gone to Cronenberg because he has such a killer lineup from his first yeah. movie up until, like, Honestly, his last one is the only movie of his I don't like, and it's not even horror, so I never have to watch it again. So, that's, I mean, it's horror in another way. Map to the Stars is a, you know, it's it's a horror, and the fact that it's horrible. Wink. <laughs> okay, let's get into my number one. I mean, my my first draft pick it's Carpenter, obviously. It's my favorite movie of all time, as you guys know, is The Thing. He also has that. The, ha- the Halloween. He has The Halloween and The Fog and Dark Star question mark? Do I have that one? I mean, I don't want it. You guys can have it. I, I mean, I should watch that one. Woof. I mean, that's something. But he also has Christine and Prince of Darkness. Does They Live count? I mean, you guys can veto it. If- it's, it's close enough. Yeah, I would count it. Sure. Yeah. It's terrifying in spots. It's definitely yeah, terrifying. Not? In the Mouth of Madness, Village the of the Damned, Vampires, and Ghosts. Oh, and The Ward. I don't, I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that. Uh, does his two episodes of Masters of Horror count? Cigarette Burns. Yeah, does that count? They were, weren't, they, weren't they treated as movies? Oh, they're TV movies. Yeah, TV movies yeah. count. Yeah. So, yeah, I have those too. So, no, he has, again, it's Carpenter, Crane, uh, Craven, Cronenberg. They have the three strongest filmographies like of any film director so i would even if i lost carpenter and cronenberg i would have got Wes craven and i would have been happy with that so and i know kane's gonna pick him so it's it's not a surprise <laughs> if he doesn't pick him i'd be like what are you doing right. what what crazy man list do you have that you don't have craven so it's it, these are the three i'm not i i needed the thing <laughs> <laughs> I needed it. But again, if I didn't get it, I'm like, Craven has enough fucking movies I love that I'm like, I'm not feeling... No matter what, we are going to get two fucking legends. Yeah. Or, you know, no matter how this the pendulum swings, we're going to get two legends that we really wanted on the list. So I'm just glad that my, my number one was my number one. So I, I don't have to go through his filmography. I already did. Yeah. You know, the thing, it's my favorite movie of all time. It's Onto Kane's. I'm well, no, no, yeah, the, yeah, no. Carpenter, of course, has a great pick. He's, you know, legendary. Um, uh, I'm right there with you. The thing. I love his whole like his, quote unquote, um, you know, his apocalypse trilogy. Um, Prince of Darkness is one of my absolute favorite movies. I know it's like it's not one of his best to everybody, but um, absolutely. You know, it still gets to me to this day. I think it's. I think it's. There's a lot of just great. 80s goodness there um and then in the mouth of madness just those alone i I would i would love to have carpenter uh for those three but no it's a absolute great pick i kind of had a feeling with me getting when i when i got the the third pick that Mm. i was i was gonna i would be lucky to get carpenter there so uh, but no Mm. excellent pick well whoever got him i would have like traded one of my like my first (laughs) picks just to get the soundtracks i'm like can i just have him as a composer (laughs) like yeah i'll I'll treat you oh i'll treat you like a 
Adario Argento and Lucio Fulci for these sound tags, baby. <laughs> yeah. You know I'm good for like I'm like scratching my chest like I'm a cracked fiend. Like, come on, baby. You know I'm good for some just of give me the soundtracks. <laughs> give me yeah. the soundtracks. So that's absolutely and yeah, this it was it came down to to because I knew I was gonna go first. It was either gonna be the thing or video drum. Those were the two movies that were like weighed the most in those various filmographies for me. So, and I actually really, the thing is my favorite one. It, it makes the top one, top two all the time for me, for me. Carpenter, you know, feels like a, a, a old relative at this point. I feel like I've been watching mm. in my whole life, you know, it's, Oh, it's a new Carpenter film coming out. Okay. Let's get a, but oh, it's a uh, it's a uh, another sequel to Escape from New York. Well, not not so much, but <laughs> everything else I will watch. He's so good. Yep. Yeah, great pick uh, and uh, jealousy, absolutely. How are you jealous? You went with <laughs> you could have got him. I would have been content with Carl. <laughs> I'm the one I, I wanted I'll, them both. My top two picks, <laughs> of course, are gone. Yeah, yeah when it, when Kane first described this, I'm like. Bob goes twice, and then me, and then you go twice. I'm like, I'm never, I'm not gonna get shit. I'm like, how's this gonna work? But then he had, ex- yeah, yes, I All had right, to explain it very, uh, very many times and very slowly to say. I, you said snake off, and I got excited. You got it's a like, little too excited when you hear snake off. You say snake off. I think making him think of his Saturday nights. All right. Oh jeez. All right, I'm on the clock with my number three. Pick. <laughs> You're on the buzzer. My first round pick here. Um, of course, it's Wes Craven. I'm not going to dance around it. Um, I mean, I get a I get Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, you know, I mean, the the first Hills Have Eyes. That's I mean, that's that's pretty solid. Last Last House on the Left. Um, it, not one of my favorites, but there's a lot of people out there that love that one. Uh, but Nightmare on Elm Street, a new, uh, you know, new nightmare. And then, of course, all the screams. I mean, I love Red Eye, which is kind of a thriller ish. I don't know if you'd count it as a horror movie or not um sadly i won't veto it you can have it yeah yeah you know sadly he passed away uh recently so that's one of my dead uh guys uh off the off the list there but um now he just kind of like carpenter he's just one of those guys that i grew up on that just everything he did i had to watch uh doesn't matter how good or bad it was but you know serpent and rainbow i mean you know shocker has not aged well but i loved it when i was you know nine years old and watching it and I, I i think people under stairs is very underrated a lot of people don't yeah. uh like the they, it's not really mentioned a lot but i think with his craven is probably you know you talked about cronenberg i think cronenberg is great and all that i think craven he changed the game what three different times four different times in his career like he was so smart like last house on the left was something that a lot of people did not see coming as far as the violence and all that and it just kind of led to that 70s kind of brutal brutality and then then you jump into night on elm street where he changed the slasher genre and then you get up there uh into new nightmare where you get uh, this meta-ness and then scream is kind of you know even more on that that yeah it's just you know you can't debate his uh his intelligence and um i'd love to, to see if he we could have got some uh some more movies so that's uh that's my pick Wes craven 
I, it, to me, it's just Nightmare on Elm Street. No, he, it's that plus everything else is like the sprinkles and the cherry and the caramel. I'm like, that's the ice cream. That's the foundation. That's what you want. Because you're not going to eat sprinkles by themselves. But it's nice to have on the ice cream. Because I think that is, we've talked about it before. That's his masterpiece to me. Yeah. I mean, I love Scream. I love, I mean... I don't love Last House on the Left, but I, I I appreciate it for what it is. I mean, it's a horrible, fucked up movie, but that's the yeah. point. Like that's you know he he didn't make movies to shock and titillate for no reason. Like that he was making a commentary on the shit that we were seeing at that time all the time, the Vietnam footage and shit. So it was I mean like how do you satirize gratuitous violence without being gratuitous? So he's a very smart director in that regard, but. Nightmare on Elm Street is Raiders of the Lost Ark, Princess Bride, Star Wars of Horror, hmm. where every, I would say every 15 minutes is an iconic moment. Like how many iconic moments are in Halloween? Honestly, there's the scene where he's standing by the bushes. There's a scene where he gets up. I mean, but Nightmare on Elm Street, it's like, boom, boom, boom. It's like, night, it's like right hook, left hook. Like, it just keeps coming. It's like a movie made up of nothing but the best scenes of any fucking horror movie is in Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, with one Plus, of the greatest I'm, characters of all time, not just in horror either. Yeah, you have Freddy. You have the, the fact that you never know if somebody's asleep or not. So you're always questioning what you're seeing is actually real. It's just why this isn't regarded. I mean, in horror circles. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it endlessly. Why we don't understand why it's not in the conversation as one of the great uh, movies, not horror movies, movies, period. I don't get it. I will never understand it. I mean, you get a lot of Johnny Depp midriff. So I'm, I mean, <laughs> what more do you, what more do you want? <laughs> like I don't, I don't get it. But no, it's of course it's Craven. It's it's the one one of us was gonna get him. So I mean, again, I'm if I didn't get the the other two, I would have been happy and content. I mean, if you honestly though, if he would have fucking directed um, Dream Warriors, I probably would have picked him over Carpenter. And I, that's fucking sacrilege, I know, because the thing is my favorite movie. But if I get Nightmare on Elm Street one, three, and New Nightmare and Scream, the entire Scream series, yeah, I'm fine with that. Plus all the other shit he made, like I'm fine with that. Like I would have been fine with that. But I mean that. I mean it's one movie away. That, I, that's what it's going to come down to for a lot of these. It's just like one movie away. If you had that one other movie or. One, one second, Cat. What are you doing? <laughs> okay. She's fucking. She's fucking with the water bowl. I know that's coming up on the mic. Um, Just a little bit. But nobody um, mentioned Swamp Thing. I don't. I don't understand. That's why I was. I was. I was thinking about that. I'm like, well, is that horror or not? I mean, it's it's superheroes. Is, is Vampire in Brooklyn not not a? Uh, but yeah, I mean, you make fun, but Carpenter. Uh, Craven. It's a, all the three C's. They're blending in my mind. Uh, Craven is just uh, amazing. I agree uh, completely about Nightmare on Elm Street. It's a classic film, not just a horror film. And it's a freaking terrifying yeah. film, too. That's the thing people forget. If they've only, you know, if they remember the later films when Freddy became more of a, you know, a, a fun nightmare figure, he's 
freaking terrifying in that first film. He scares the oh, crap the opening out of scene him. with him. Oh my god. Oh yeah, and, and like the the scene in the high school mm-hmm. with the the body bag and the uh, yeah, no, that's great stuff. And I'm glad that you mentioned the people under the stairs too, because that's. Mm a film that I just came back to recently and I I had seen it when it came out and it didn't make much of an impression. And then having rewatched it recently, it's, it's way smarter and more fun of a film than, than I think people give it credit. It's for. more relevant now. Like it's one of those that was probably 20 years. It feels like ahead of its time that if it was made now, it would be on the level of like, get out and those yeah. you know like the uh, the uh, the social commentary ones that you have now and i was like it's just it, it just happened to come out in 1991 where nobody was paying attention well it, it's also bug nuts crazy i mean yeah <laughs> get out is crazy but like white people crazy this is it's also this is also white people crazy yeah I mean, when you have the main character, the main bad guy running around yelling for mommy, <laughs> yeah, he's dressed as a gimp suit, and he's like, "Mommy, mommy," and it's, and it's, it's, it's so this weird bondage fetish shit. But it, that is on top of this social and political shit that he's talking about. And you're yeah. like, I mean, if he made it any more, I think that's why he put that shit in there because I'm like, if this was any more or any less subtle, like it would be hitting you in the face with a fucking brick. But it doesn't take it doesn't detract from the fucking entertainment because, and it's also one of the only movies that has like a young black kid as yeah the fool protagonist yep. yeah fool he's fucking fantastic yeah. and then Ving Rhames and this is great I know that's what yeah. I was just saying is like how Ving Ving Rhames has been in two of the most popular gimp suit movies <laughs> <laughs> I was like how is that possible. <laughs> I was, and he also played a drag queen in a movie. So I was like, did he dress as a gimp in that? But I was like, no. Because I'm like, that's like a Hallmark movie or some shit. So it's, it's like, it's, it's, it's like holiday heart, holiday heart or some shit. It's like terrible. Oh, it's man. that early 2000s where Ving Rhames' career was like on the downside until Dawn of the Dead brought it back a little bit. But now this is the time where me and Bob are sweating. Yeah, this is the this is because this played out almost pretty much exactly how I thought it would be. I thought I knew the moment I I saw that I was going to get the number three pick. I thought it was either going to be Cra- Craven or Cronenberg that I would get. I knew Carpenter was either going to go one or two. So I, I, I this is where I'm like, okay, do I go with another big splash pick? which I think there's there's still plenty of them out there. Or do I go with mm-hmm. something that's a little bit more personal, whatnot? Do I go with the Hitchcock? Do I go with the Spielberg? Do I go with the Peter Jackson and throw somebody off and go crazy? Or the Guillermo del Toro? At the end of the day, and there's still, and you know, um, and then Romero's out there. So it's like, um, and I don't know if I want to go with my dead picks right away, uh, back to back, but... I think the one I'm going to go with that is it's because I think you get extremely great movies. Um, His his filmography may not be the best throughout, but it gets some of the greatest horror movies of all time. And it's a little bit more of a personal touch for me. And I'm going with Toby Hooper Uh, and uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I am going with my, uh, my two dead picks. So I'm done now. I've got to pick alive people from now on. Um, <laughs> now I'm going to just fuck you. I'm going to take all, <laughs> They're all, all the all living the, ones. Uh, living ones. Uh, but Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 
I, I did a horror list, top one, uh, 100 horror list, greatest horrors of all time, horror movies of all time, screenagewasteland.com, cheap plug. Um, and it's my number one. I, I consider uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1974 the greatest horror movie of all time. Um, hands down um, it's just amazing and I've we've talked enough about it on other episodes uh, and whatnot but it's just it's it's the greatest especially for the amount of what he was able to do with that movie what he was able to accomplish money-wise all that stuff um, just amazing and then um, you got Poltergeist which is also another one of the greatest movies of all time Texas Chainsaw Massacre which is one of the greatest or sequels of all time you just you you've got you've got just three right off the bat that are just absolutely amazing and then you start getting into some of his other works that you know the fun house i think it's underrated very underrated um horror movie um life horse eh, it's there <laughs> you know uh and whatnot um that's the one i'm gonna rewatch the most wink yeah right <laughs> i actually and i i don't i'm sorry to interrupt no, but i actually ahead. really like life force because it feels like a hammer quarter mass film to me oh yeah it absolutely does yeah so it's no, it, filtered yeah filtered through the lens of insanity yes that's it's, true. it's 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 entertaining it's entertaining because you're like what the fuck am i watching who the fuck thought steve railsback would be a credible lead okay let's have ed gein be the lead of this movie okay why not well I, you know and you know it's one of those that it, it, it holds a little bit more of a special place in my heart i mean you know it was one of those where i watched it as a kid uh and whatnot that i really was like you know it was one of the hey it's toby hooper so of course i'm gonna watch it uh, and whatnot of course you know the the biggest thing i remember uh, the two biggest things i remember is mathilda may's uh you know suppleness but um <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know but it's one of those that may not have aged the the greatest but like bob said there's i i there, i like it I, I i like it enough it's not something that is one of my favorites or anything but i like it enough and you know he's he's done plenty of other things that that they're they're just hooperish and i i i like them um yeah. there there's nothing uh but it, i'll take i'll take my if i can just take the texas chainsaw massacre funhouse poltergeist and texas chainsaw massacre 2 i'm i'm happy right then and there I, that's enough for me i'm glad that we discussed poltergeist here because i was going to bring it up in the spielberg thing Whoever, <laughs> i mean no because we we know amongst ourselves but the listener probably doesn't Whoever picks Spielberg, to be clear, does not get Poltergeist. <laughs> exactly. Does not get Poltergeist. We're not getting into that discussion. We're not getting into that debate. It is Toby Hooper's movie. Fuck off. We're not doing that. So that's kind of where I thought you were going to lean because, of course, you have the greatest horror movie of all time. One, I would argue the best family horror movie because I think Poltergeist is the great. Easily. and not just like of course the family is great right because it is but it's like the best like um what word am i looking generational like everybody can watch like everybody can sit down and watch this movie together entry point was right okay yeah like gateway like gateway horror yes like because it's just scary enough i mean for me when i first saw it i was like seven and the clown under the, the clown under the bed i literally i didn't i was so afraid that i couldn't move 
<laughs> like I just could not fucking move. Like I was like, if I move, the clown will be behind me and you'll kill me. Like I just could. see the tree. So, the tree got me more than the. I like the clown. I was like, ah, it's a stupid toy. But that, that, that freaking tree was just wicked sitting outside that. I window. mean, because it's you have to remember that's like the Venn diagram of shit that scared me as a kid was <laughs> Chucky. So because I had a, my buddy doll or good guy doll, what I I conflate the two because I I keep forgetting which one is the real one and which one it's based on. Um, so I believe I had the doll that that movie was based on. So that fucked with me, and then it, uh, the the TV miniseries because the clown scared the shit out of me. So a clown doll, I'm done. <laughs> like that's you had the two greatest fears, like the Tommy Knocker Stephen King horror movie, the TV. Uh, miniseries whatever terrible it's absolutely fucking garbage but there's a scene where the dolls come alive and they kill somebody scared the shit out of me <laughs> and it's the i watched it again as like an adult and i was like god see like you're such a pussy like this is not it's not scary at all but toys just coming to life like fuck my shit up so poultry guys texas chainsaw of course texas chainsaw massacre too uh eating alive did you mention that one I, I didn't. Did I, I didn't. I didn't mention all of them. I just wanted to go over the top ones. But yeah, eating alive's there. Um, it's it's fun. I mean, it's a fun one. Yeah. Like if I'm, is I mean, as horror fans, we watch all the big ones all the time, and right. we've seen them so many times. I think eating alive is one of those great. I haven't seen this in a long time. Let's pop that in. Um, uh, Invaders from Mars. I always right, enjoyed yes. that as a kid. Yep. Me too. Yeah. Uh, Robert England is in Eaten Alive. And yes, really he is. Fun. Yeah, he's really fun in a little skeezy role. He's really good at playing. Skeezy, it's such so. a weird movie because it's all you know. It's it's all on a set. So if it to me it feels like some bizarre twisted 1950s musical gone completely wrong. <laughs> so that's yeah, I can see that. Like but, a little. Uh, oh man, I would have loved to have seen like some of that Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. Toby Hooper in that. Like in like puppeting like dead alligators or something <laughs> i love like toby hooper when he's crazy because he's right. one of the last i mean he he's passed away obviously but him and george carlin were like the last of the hippies so he just <laughs> had weird hippie sensibilities about him which you can clearly see in texas Chainsaw yeah. massacre too he's just like i think that's why people don't think he directed poltergeist because i don't I think he was a, a, like a shot guy, like an idea man, and not so much of, hey, Craig, go do, like, this is your character motivation. Like, he didn't give a shit about that. Like, he's like, you guys figure that out. I'm thinking about this doll scene. I'm, I'm thinking about this scene where you rip off your where face. Where you rip off your face, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Like, he's he's not, yeah, he's not focusing. I also think he had Asperger's, so that, that could have played into it. I could be speaking out of line. I believe the... Who played the the actress that played Stretch? I think she said that he had Asperger. So I'm, I might be misquoting her, but I believe that's what she said. So I could be talking completely out of my ass, but so no, I I think he's a fantastic director, and I'm just fucking tired of this discussion of whether or not he directed Poltergeist. He directed the greatest horror movie of all time. Like, do we? Yeah. I mean, even if that's debatable, it's still in the top five. Like, it's. I mean, why is there a debate? I don't get it. Like, I, I don't get it. I don't like, we don't debate Spielberg directing it. Like, Oh, cause he made 1941. We don't throw that in his face. Like, Oh, could you, could he have done it? He did 1941. I don't know. He did temple of doom. It's could just one of those. It? It's just one of those dumb, you know, it was like a pre-internet rumor thing that blew up even more when the internet came around. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, you got any thoughts, Bob? 
I just uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the horror movie that scared the shit out of me without me ever seeing it. Cause uh, I heard about it when I was like a tiny little kid, like, like six or seven years old. And uh, I was told to me as a true story (laughs) by, by my cousin while we were camping in the main woods. And, and, you know, I, I know I've told this story before, but it's still, he tells the story about this, you know, this twisted inbred family in Texas that like kidnap hitchhikers and people who just come up to the door and knock on it and stuff. And then they grind them up and sell them as, as like sausages and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's bullshit. That, that never happened. Although I do remember thinking what, what goes in sausages anyway, I don't even know. Uh, and he stops and he's like, no, it's real. It happened. And it was called the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And there's like a little bit of silence. And then deep in the main woods, a chainsaw starts up. And there's no... Oh, like legitimate? Like, in, like a real, real chainsaw. Oh, wow. I mean, it's the fall in Maine. <laughs> of course. It doesn't, you know, but we were in the tent camping and then we were inside my cousin's house. I have no memory of the, the what happened in between. And we slept with the light on. And for for years after that, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre loomed over me like, you still haven't seen it. You're a horror fan. You still haven't seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What the hell's wrong with you? And I, the, when I finally did see it, I had a freaking panic attack mm. watching it. And I, I watched it again for the second time like three, four years ago. Uh, whenever uh, Marilyn Burns passed away. Uh, and and I was like, holy shit, this is just a fantastic movie. This is an incredibly well done movie. What right. was my problem? But I, I still let my wife know I was going down to watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre and, you know, in a I might not be back <laughs> sort, sort of way. Right so, yeah. 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 So yeah, absolutely fantastic choice. He's he's uh, excellent and underrated director, I think. So Definitely. I I really thank you, Bob, for killing time because I really did not know where I was going <laughs> to go. Right, with you, this Sailor is on the clock. <laughs> I'm on the clock now, and man, there's a lot of fucking legends in play. Like there's a lot, and I don't know where I'm going because when I thought about this, Pan's Labyrinth was not in consideration at all to me because i was like that's not a horror movie so i'm like and all the rest of his movies i'm like i love guillermo del you've only got a minute to make your pick sir i'm just letting you know (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm talking it through in my head you got less than a minute to make your pick and i'm like it's a random draw do i get rob zombie to fuck kane because i know he's probably gonna pick it (laughs) and there's like there's other ones that i'm like really looking at here so i'm all right there's the buzzer beater or whatever the fuck is but thought it i gotta go with sam raimi i gotta go oh, with sam raimi. oh, oh there man. i go it's the first one i gotta mark off my list Sorry, Bob. <laughs> I, I don't even have a list it's just have a list of 35 people i'm just gonna keep crossing off as i go i i'm i have to say that i'm really pissed off at myself for picking guillermo del toro i mean not picking guillermo del toro <laughs> because i'm like because I, I didn't know if bob would pick him and i was like yeah maybe you won't maybe you will i don't know and i'm like i really want pan's labyrinth but 
Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2. Crime Wave, I guess. I know. Not great. <laughs> Army of Darkness. Even if you don't give me that one, I have Drag Me to Hell, and that's really all I need. I'm fine with that. I'm really, I really am. I think Evil Dead is a perfect horror movie. I think the sequel somehow is a perfect sequel. Don't know how the, and it's the same fucking movie, just with more gags. How did that work? I don't fucking know. How he made a perfect movie and then went back and then with more budget, he's like, yeah, I'm just going to do the same thing. But now you can see what I can do with some fucking money. And you're like, oh, he can do anything. He can literally do anything with money. I don't, I don't know how he does what he does. It's just amazing. The fucking technical wizardry of an Evil Dead 2. It's just one of the most rewatchable, entertaining fucking movies, period. Any genre. It's just, you're feeling bad. You're feeling sad. You're going through a divorce. Your dog gets run over through, by a lawnmower. Put on Evil Dead 2. It's going to make you feel good. And Drag Me to Hell is one of those great horror movies that I never think I about for it. some reason. And it's so fucking good. It has one of my favorite jump scares where she's, and I mentioned this before, but she's in the shed. And it's during the day and she's just running an errand or she's doing something. And then boom, crazy fucking uh, witch ghost, whatever. <laughs> the, the, yeah. And I'm like, out of nowhere. And I'm like, damn, is that an effective jump scare? Like out of nowhere. And he's just, he does jump scares in the way that like a heavyweight boxer boxes. Like he just pounds you with them pound you in the face like it's not oh there's the cat and then oh like or the pillbox like every time there's like somebody's in the bathroom and they turn the the sink mirror or whatever and then they turn it back there's always somebody like the, there's always those cliche jump scares and shit or you know the setup coming a mile away because we've seen horror movies you can't see a sam raimi jump scare coming and even if he does he's just gonna build on top of it even when you think the jump scare's over he's gonna hit you again because he doesn't give a shit. He just wants to entertain you. And I think Evil Dead 1, 2. Even if I don't have Army of Darkness. I mean, I, I think that's a really fun movie. I think the show is really fun, too. I mean, obviously, I don't get that. But um, ah, Crime Wave is just bad. <laughs> I, can't, I can't defend it in any way whatsoever. And the fact that the Coen brothers wrote it, I'm like, ah. What did you? How did you write this? What did you write? Well, would what you, did you do? We, are we counting Darkman? Uh, if you want me to have more fun, yeah, <laughs> give me more movies. I mean, it's, it's I a, mean, it's a, like a horror. I mean, I, if like to me, if Swamp Thing counts, then Darkman would count. <laughs> I mean, if you I, have, did Bob give you Swamp Thing? <laughs> if, is that so. what happened? I think so. Sure, I, I'm. I'm always of the opinion of just bring more stuff into the tent <laughs> so, so spider <laughs> spider-man 2 counts because <laughs> of the hospital I mean, scene. no no but spider-man 3 counts. honestly if you replace dr Spider-Man octopus 3, with though. a fucking monster that is a horror movie straight oh up. yeah there are so yeah. take a shot every time there's a folk um uh, um uh, a zoom in on somebody screaming you will be dead oh, yeah. by the half. The, 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 so the hospital movies. scene alone, the hospital scene alone is better than most horror movies combined. Yes, it's no different to me than the um, the asylum autopsy scene or whatever in Wolfman. I mean, it, that's just more bloody, but the the Benicio del Toro Wolfman. Oh. Um, like they, he, the, I don't know. They have him strapped to a table or some shit. And they're, they're examining him, and he's just like bust loose and starts eating everybody. I mean, that's just more bloody 
that's the same type of fucking skill to me. It's just what nurse running into frame screaming and then she dies. Like it's, it's just, I, if you want to give me Spider-Man to the gift, I'm shit. Are you, how many you get, movies? Are, I actually really like the gift. I, 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 I don't, I don't hate the gift either. Isn't that, who's is that? That's creepy. Keanu. Isn't, isn't it's that? creepy. It's Keanu Reeves best performance. There you go. That you get the gift as well. Yay! <laughs> I think it's fantastic. I honestly, I just saw it not too long ago. It holds up. It's fucking fantastic. It's got, it's got uh, uh, what's her name's boobs in it as well. Katie it's, Holmes and boobs. It's, it's loosely based on Billy Bob Thornton's mom. So seriously? Yeah. Oh, it's well, it's written by Billy Bob Thornton. I'd forgotten yeah. that. That's Kate Blanchett is playing his mom, basically. Wow. So apparently, his mom was a psychic or some shit. That does not surprise me. It does not surprise me that Bob, Billy Bob Thornton's mom is a psychic at all. No. Billy Bob Thornton is an enigma. He is crazy. It does that does not shock me in any way whatsoever. No, obviously there's not none of the I think he's just added like an actual plot on top of it cuz he's like a psychic. That's not going to be like I got to build a plot on top of this. And God damn it! I want to get on a tangent on how good Billy Bob Thornton is as a, as a writer, but we can't because nope, he didn't do any horror movies. Yep. Doesn't matter. So that's my no, number two draft. Sam Sam Raimi. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Evil Dead's the first movie I ever rented on VHS, lugging a you know 150 pound VCR halfway across town because <laughs> nobody could afford one back then, and watching it with my mom. <laughs> uh who thankfully left before the tree scene <laughs> uh and just like completely blown away by the first movie i ever bought i i've owned it on you know vhs dvd laserdisc whatever you know it's it's one of my favorite films of all time also uh evil dead one evil dead two some of the most entertaining commentary tracks you will ever hear almost worth listening to you know having uh having it on in the background just for all the jokes and the gags and the the do i have to say hashtag release the tappert cut yeah (laughs) do i gotta do it i'm i'm over that hashtag i'm i'm so over that hashtag i'm like he made the movie better like why are you guys complaining he just took out shots of a guy in the bushes like why are you guys complaining about this (laughs) Like I don't, fans will complain about anything, like because he made the the moon look better in a shot. And people are like, "Blue." I'm like, "God damn it!" Yeah, Bruce Campbell's commentary about it is funny because he's like, "All right, this is what we did. Nothing. We just put a moon in there." Like, it's, <laughs> I mean, yeah, the commentary doesn't work now with the fucking special edition cut, but it's like, guys, come on, yeah, we need to stop with these hashtag release the shit. The keep is the only one that we should release because it's not even finished. Yes, that's yeah. that's the only one that we should be, or I guess Event Horizon, but it doesn't exist anymore, guys. Just no more of these, no more hashtags. So, uh, all right, now the sweat really begins because I don't know, I don't know where Bob's going with these picks. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah, it's your pick now. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. Bob is and on the clock too. So yeah, two. I know this is so. Uh, I think. If you if you have have looked at the my my list of review stuff, you probably know that I have a a, a love for uh, Italian horror movies. So if I I had to pick 
my favorite Italian horror movie director, this is Dario Argento, mm. uh, Bird with the Crystal Plumage, Deep Red, Suspiria, Phenomena, Inferno, Opera. Yeah, after that, it gets a little dodgy. <laughs> but but uh, up until then, I, I just, there's something about an Argento film, especially ones like Phenomena and Suspiria and Inferno that have a supernatural element that that uh, really just click for me and i can i can put suspiria on at any point in time and i'm sucked in it's the simplest of stories but it's the presentation it's the style it's the treating horror as an art form uh to be admired and put up on a pedestal it's he's he's one of my favorites and uh I, I almost waited on him, but I know that Kane really appreciates Deep Red, so I was yeah. I was concerned. Oh shit! I forgot he yeah, because I was like Bob, you fucked up. You could have did him last because I don't think either one of us is gonna get. To- <laughs> uh, he, he he probably I yeah if he was down around fourth or fifth pick, I probably would have definitely taken him. I think Deep Red to me Deep Red is his best movie. Mm. That scene with the fucking that little mannequin doll thing scared you. Because it's such a great fucking jump scare. Because out of nowhere, he's just like ba 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 ba, and you're like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, well, again, it's a doll, so I mean, my red flags are popping up. Like, oh no, it's a doll. But then the guy just takes the thing and just po- pokes it and it falls over. But I'm like, that's it. Doesn't matter that it's a non-thread. It's just like boom out of nowhere, and you're like, "Fuck, man!" Because he's, I don't give a shit about Italian horror. I might. All yeah. right, I'm putting my cards on the table, Bob. I'm helping you out here. Don't give a shit about it at all. <laughs> wink, wink, take Fulci. Don't give a shit about it. Um, but to me, I feel like they're all the sons of Mario Bava. I think they're taking yeah. his absolute Grand Guignol style of making violence beautiful. And I think it all comes from, I mean, debatably, um, who saw her die? Is that what it's called? The one with um, John Saxon? believe that's technically the first giallo but to me it comes it really boils down to blood and black uh, blood on black lace yeah which is to me the first official giallo i think that's the one that everyone apes from and they still ape from it today and it's i mean suspiria is the most gorgeous horror movie without question it will never the new 4k blu-ray that came out is the only 4k blu-ray i own because and yeah i bought the 50 dollars one because i'm like i gotta support this shit because i want to see this I want to see this fucking thing. And it's gore. If you haven't seen it before that, it's like you haven't really seen it. And it was already the most gorgeous horror movie. So you, you're just taking something gorgeous and making it even more gorgeous, but, which I was like, I don't even know how that was possible. But to me, like all of that beauty stems from Bava. So, but I don't think Bava has, I'm not going to say is strong enough. He's very much like Harpenter where he was like scattershot, like, yeah, he made Danger Diabolic, which is not a horror movie, or Knives of the Avenger. Like, he was all over the fucking place. Like, Rabbit Dogs maybe kind of counts, because if Last House on the Left counts, then that would maybe count. But he was all over the place, so I don't even really consider him a horror movie but uh, director. But, yeah, he's just, they, they all come from him. The tree, and I think of the, the tree with the most bountiful fruit is obviously Argento. Because Fulci comes close, but I think Fulci... I don't know. I think his his are more boring to me. Like I don't. <laughs> I mean, the, the ones he has are really good that I like. 
because Zombie 2 was just like amazing. Which is yep. really fucking amazing. And he does have a lot of... I don't want to shit on Fulci because he does have a lot of good movies. He does, but Fulci is more than willing to have the shittiest shot ever made right next to one of the most gorgeous poetic shots ever he made. He really will. He, and it's like, did you... Are you even looking through the viewfinder? Like, what are you doing? Like, it's kind of like how when you find out how uh, uh, Francis Ford Coppola directed One from the Heart, where he was like in a trailer the whole time and he's like watching it through like monitors and he's like, through like, and he would like literally just open the door to the trailer with a megaphone and be like, yeah, that, that sounded good. That looked good. Cut. And you're like, you lazy fuck. Like, you did this just to do this. And I feel like Fulci did that too, where he was just like, yeah, I'm going to be in the trailer. But there was no fucking monitor he was looking at. So he was just like rolling the dice. And he's like, yeah, it looked good. <laughs> it's fine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drink my, my, my booze. I don't give a fuck what y'all are doing. Just black cat i don't give a shit just kill the cats it doesn't matter what the fuck's in this movie so no I, I, going back to argento obviously because we're not talking about Fulci. For argento i think and i don't think he gets enough credit because we talked about the three c's he has one of the best fucking runs too because he has like fucking six in a row that are like if you like italian horror movies i mean there's no debating like the the and it's hard for me to say their fucking names because they all have animal plus clothing plus something stupid. Like the Italian horror movie names are so stupid. Like four flies on gray velvet or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And the, the <laughs> bird with the crystal plumage. I mean, uh, the cat on nine tails or whatever the fuck it's called. Like they all are animal based, but they're all fucking fantastic. They're all great. Uh, the Mother's Trilogy uh, it starts to t- taper off at the end, like the third one's trash. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to ask, Bob. Do you, do you want Mothers of Mother of Tears? <laughs> do you uh, want it? Do you, do you want, want Dracula? It, I, think it's, I think it's the last movie Daria Nicolodi was in, right? So I kind of need well, yeah, to have it. But yeah, you it's not. It. I mean, it's not. It. Well, it's I, not. I do want to ask, so um, what did, uh, I haven't got your opinion on it. What did you think of the Suspiria remake, Bob? so i haven't i haven't finished it you haven't finished it no i started watching it and i i just hadn't i kept myself away from anything about it so i i thought it was a straight up remake and when i started watching it i got about 30 minutes into it i was like okay i'm not going to be able to watch this on its own merit because i'm keeping expecting it to be something Mm -hmm. that it's not so i have to go back and watch it. And I, I had to do the same thing with, with uh, the Evil Dead re- remake as well. So I could, oh, I, I, that I, it, I, when I finally did see it, I loved it. Yeah. But I, I, I knew if I went to see it expecting something that I, I wasn't going to be able to appreciate it on its own merits. And I feel like that I have to do that with Suspiria as well. So I'm hoping when I come back, I won't find it as drab and boring as it seemed <laughs> well, <laughs> well i'm not gonna spoil it for you but yeah it's it's so it's so different like i okay yeah it's great like okay you most remakes that's what you kind of want is you want something that's a little different it definitely has the flavor of what they're remaking and whatnot and there's some there there's really you know, I don't. I want you to watch it or whatnot because you may get a different experience out of it than yeah. I did. There's about like one five minute thing that I just okay. I, that that is great. Or that was good. 
other than that, it's just kind of like, you know, it's like Tilda Swinton. She, she's there and whatnot. I'm not a big fan of uh, Dakota Johnson. I thought you were about to say you weren't a fan of Tilda Swinton. I'm like, she's, <laughs> she's the reason to watch it. Yeah, I, I know, yeah. I, the, the thing I appreciate about, about it is that it is its own thing. It is not yeah. Dario Argento's yeah. spirit. It is 100% its own fucking thing. And the entire cast, outside of a couple of victims of the... Uh, a spoiler alert, the witches do some shit. Um, <gasps> 99.9% of the cast is women. Yep. Except the one character, but you, I... I, is that a spoiler to say that that old man is still the Swinton? Like, I mean, it, they don't reveal it in the fucking movie, but I mean, the the marketing already ex- ruined that surprise. But <laughs> why well, is ruined now? Doesn't matter if you if it was or not. But that's I what mean, that's what I want to do is is see it on its own merits. Yeah. So yeah. Ho- hopefully, sometime soon. I mean, uh, knowing that she's um, in the movie, I don't think that was. But I think that it's very. I don't know. I, there's something about it that I like, but I hate everything about it. <laughs> like I really, while watching the movie, I just was like, just sitting there, like, fuck, I really don't like this at all. I really, and it's not even that I was comparing it to, to Spirit because I'm like, I don't give a shit, dude. Do new things. That's why I like the Chucky remake. I was like, do new things. I don't give a shit. You only like the new one because of Audrey Plaza. Give me a break. <laughs> I do like Arthur Plaza. But I'm like, it's, I thought it was funny and entertaining. Because I also don't compare remakes to the original remake. I compare it to the last sequel. And I'm like, right. it, ain't, it ain't fucking worse than like half of the Child's Play series, people. So it's like, where, where is your bar, guys? Come on. All Please. right. Bob is on to his next pick. Right. He, he is on. This is, on this is my first dead guy. Uh-oh. Yeah, oh, fuck. That could be anyone. Yeah, I know. It's there. There's like I have like a list of like 25 dead guys down at the bottom here. Uh, so it's Shit. it's got to be James Whale. Yeah, that's oh, where okay. I was thinking. You know, I'm sorry, but it's got Old yeah. Dark House, Frankenstein, yeah. Invisible Man, Bride of Frankenstein. They're just some of the greatest foundational horror movies of all time. Bride of Frankenstein goes back and forth with the thing for me for number one of my favorite movie of all time. So yeah, it was a no brainer for me. I, I watched these movies uh, when I was a kid and, and I had like classic horror movie friends uh, that were like, well, you know, and it's Todd Browning and the freaks is the best, but I was always, I always liked the over the top sort of tongue in cheek sort of blockbuster movie feel to these movies that mm-hmm. uh, James Whale made right. and yeah and and having seen Old Dark House for the first time uh a couple of years ago when they put it on Shutter uh I got to I'm happy to have that on that list too that's way too much fun. Yeah, I just watched that recently. Yeah, just whatever a year or so ago. I was really pleasantly surprised by that. If he did Freaks, he probably would he also would have been like first tier pick for me. But Frankenstein, Brian Frankenstein, Invisible Man, that's that is a fucking trifecta. Yeah. Like that is a hard to beat trifecta. And then old Dark House, like you mentioned, that's yeah, that's fun. It's, it's Charles Lawton's fun in it. Like it's and then Boris Karloff's in it. Like it's it's a fun. And it also, I think, was it the first old dark house movie? That's what I was about to say. I think it was. I think it was like the first, yeah, people broke down in the middle of nowhere and walked up to a dark house type of movie. 
I believe yeah. it was. Yeah, it absolutely was. Yeah. yeah. And Ernest Theisiger is hilarious. Yeah. In that have a potato. Uh, I just, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and if I, I almost put him in first, honestly, that's how much I love Bride of Frankenstein. I couldn't, I couldn't face the idea of not having access to, to <laughs> Bride, you know, so, so I'm sorry if that takes, takes it off of anybody else's list, but. No, I'm about to fuck myself. So (laughs) I'm about to give Kane the biggest fucking win in the world because I have to do it. God, yeah, I gotta go George Romero. I gotta go George Romero. I'm losing Pan's Labyrinth, which I consider (sighs) one of the greatest movies of the last 20 years. One of the best movies ever. Period. It is I would put that if this was a movie off and we had to fucking pick movies out of these guys' filmographies that would be like my second pick or not even it would probably be my first because Kane probably would have stole the thing from me because he's a jackass so I probably would have picked Pan's Labyrinth because I think it's better than anything anyone else has directed but you're welcome Kane because you get to have that <laughs> George Romero you get the entire zombie filmography all the zombie movies he made plus the crazies, plus Martin, which I find incredibly underrated, one of the best vampire movies, Creepshow, which I think is the best horror anthology, and he has a new movie coming uh, that's out. (laughs) Amusement Park, which he made in like 1960, whatever the fuck. So I get a new movie. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think it's coming to Shutter like at the end of the month, so I I get something new from a dead guy who's been dead for quite some time, so... I can't wait for that one. But I, if I'm going to focus on one movie, I don't have to spend time on the zombie movies. You guys know they're fucking great. I just find Creepshow just infinitely rewatchable. I just find that thing so fucking fun. I love all of it. Like the, even the Stephen King bit, which everyone hates because it fucking drags the movie down and is like what? over the top and silly. Like a lot of people don't like that a lot. Yeah. Like because it's so, the tone is so. I don't know, cartooning, but I'm like, that's EC Comics. It I'm is. like, it's it's one of the closest ones to EC Comics, really. And it's a more effective version of Color Out of Space than that fucking new one. <laughs> Nicholas Cage, come at me. Hashtag come at me. It's more effective in fucking 20 minutes than that. But and yeah, if the fucking raft scene from Creep Show 2 was there instead, yeah, that you know, you know. Beggars can't be choosers, but the, the fluffy in the crate is amazing. Uh, Adrian Barbeau being an absolute bitch from hell is fantastic. <laughs> They're creeping up on you with the roaches. It's just like every seeing um, Ed Harris with hair. That's always <laughs> a treat. <laughs> uh, seeing um, uh, shit, Leslie Nielsen be a dick. That's fun. Like you never get to see that. I just love the fucking movie to bits. Plus monkey shines. A guy in a wheelchair has to find a fat monkey. I, I, Bruiser, I guess I get that one too. I've never seen that one, so that, that's also a plus. It's not. Me. It's not awful. It's interesting, but it's not awful. I mean, I get I get new movies, so that's always a plus <laughs> to me. I've just also put it off because I'm like, after. A, I mean, there's a reason why I'm not talking about some of his later movies because I mean, <laughs> no one can be the king of the mountain forever, unfortunately. Um, but Shape of Water does not count, Kane. You don't get Shape of Water. 
you don't get it because I know he's going to be your your fucking fourth pick or your third pick. Because <laughs> I know who you, 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 you're picking next. I know who it is, but you're not. No, you, you don't. don't get your. I I'm betting money. I'm betting money. I'm betting money. But all right, um, George Romero. I fucking love him. So he's my third pick if I'm doing math yep, right. That would be yeah, your third pick. All right. So on to your. Oh, you got anything, Bob? I mean, he was definitely on my list as well. And uh, Night of the Living Dead, of course. Uh, just And the whole zombie renaissance that came out of that, the with him being unfortunate enough to release the film without a copyright on it. So every zombie movie that came out for the next 20 years was Romero zombie movies. Uh, and Creepshow, I'm glad you mentioned Creepshow because that's one of my favorite uh, films that he ever did. One of the best anthology films and and uh, yeah. Yeah, just uh, I'm sad he's dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was it's and his big little uh, his big glasses that made his eyes look huge. Like he was so adorable. Like it's it's gonna be one of those like when Martin Scorsese he finally passes. Not to say that he's on his level, uh, you know, but he just felt like your grandpa that was always around. Yep. and was just adorable. You just want to put him in your pocket. Because he's so cute. Yeah, okay, it made uh, me want to live in Pittsburgh, so I had an uh, <laughs> had the chance to be in a Romero film. Yeah, you get Romero and John Waters. So yeah. I mean, no matter how bad your life gets, you get to be in one of them. So, do, wait, does John Waters count? Does his movies count? Are those horror movies? Are you going to put them on your list? Don't tempt me. <laughs> Don't tempt me, Bob. Because if that takes up one of your slots, then absolutely. You can. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because Kane only has living people now, so I can start fucking. Right, yeah. <laughs> that was my first um, uh, dead guy, unfortunately. Rest in peace, Romero. So on to your your third pick, Kane. All right, yeah. Now there's one guy that I would love to I I would love to have taken here um, if he had one more horror movie, and it was another guy that I didn't think just because of I just want to take I want I would love to take Daniel Bannon because yes, uh, if he yeah. had one, if we could count shorts. Or if we can count writing credits, <laughs> I would <laughs> yes. take Dan O'Bannon just just for the Return of the Living Dead uh, alone. But because uh, y'all, were, since you were talking, we were talking about you know the zombie movies, Night of the Living Dead, and all that. And we wouldn't uh, have Dark Return Star. of the Living Dead without that. So yeah. um, I give. If he directed Dark Star, I, I might have picked him. If, uh, if he like- did, I don't care how bad. I don't care how bad uh, the res- uh, resurrected. It's not bad. It's not. It's not. Not an awful. It's movie. boring as shit until yeah, the last. Right. That's what I mean. I mean, it's it's not like, like it, it's though. it's not like it's the worst movie. But if he just had one more, uh, that would have been that uh, he would have made it. To, this would have been perfect uh, pick for me. But um, no, uh, man, it's it is tough. It is tough to where I'm going to go with it. I guess I'm going to go with one that I definitely know I'm going to take in this. That is the. Uh, Pan's Labyrinth, baby. Uh, yeah. Guillermo del Toro. Um, if you didn't pick him, I would. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I, you know, I'm not the I'm not the biggest fan of Chronos, uh, uh, but it's solid. Um, and I know there's there's people out there that just absolutely love it um, and whatnot. Um, I think it's just a bit slow and whatnot. Uh, I think Mimic is you know that's a that's a kind of a silly fun movie. Devil's Backbone is the my first intro into del toro and um he just knows how to tell these just stories that are just like heartbreaking almost and whatnot and you know then you got i get blade two i love me some blade two 
baby. That's you want to talk about or and all that, and then you know, get the Wesley Snipes and all that. I mean, that's straight up uh, uh, whatnot. Um, are we counting Hellboy? Do I get Hellboy too as well? If you get Blade Two, yeah, it's a, it's horror. It's horror. Yeah, well, I would, I get I would say Hellboys? the first Hellboy, but not the second. Hellboy. Not the second Hellboy. I that um, that's fair. That's fair. Because that's that's, that's not fair. Because I would have picked. I would have fucking picked Del Toro if I knew I got Hellboy. Because <laughs> I knew you got Because <laughs> that freaking uh, market scene in uh, Golden Army. I mean, I got you know, that's true. Totally yeah. I got Darkman, so I can't complain. Yeah, see, <laughs> that's yeah. totally not that. a horror movie. I gave you that. So, uh, but yeah, and then Pan's Labyrinth. I mean, if on uh, that alone, compared to every, you know, I mean, it's all the filmography of all the films of all the people that we've already taken. That movie is top-notch compared to all of them uh it's yeah, on a different amazing. level um and that's that alone is worth taking but then you just add in the other movies that that he has uh and whatnot um oh crimson peak um uh, it's not my favorite but uh you know it's it's got its moments uh but yeah just that alone um yeah i i absolutely love um the you know the the, the devil's backbone blade Two, hellboy pan's labyrinth um absolutely just Top notch can't you know? I mean, how is if, how is the shape of water not count? That's not a horror. <laughs> no. Creature of the Black Lagoon is horror. No. Why is that one not? Because Can Flash we... then is a horror movie. No, you don't get it. Can, you Can either we get put Pacific Rim in there. Yeah, Pacific Rim. I mean, that's Godzilla. No, Kane. No, Kane. I'm now we're getting crazy. Tearing, tearing it up. I'll get his upcoming uh, Pinocchio film. Does that count? That's never coming out. I do not believe that thing's ever going to come out. No, just but yeah, like the yeah. At the Mountains of Madness, never, never right. going to happen. Yeah. Oh. oh, if he directed that, that just, oh, come mm. on. See, okay, so yeah, so that that's that's my third round pick. Y'all got anything to say about that? I know y'all love that pick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just gonna show. I mean, because y'all know I love Fans Labyrinth. I his horror horror movies, I, they do nothing for me, which is crazy. Like I don't give a shit about Chronos. I need to rewatch it. It's been a long, long time. Devil's Backbone bored the shit out of me. Like I really don't give a shit about it. Uh, Crimson Peak bored the shit out of me. Uh, f- but his entertaining horror movies, like Blade Two, is fucking fun as shit. Yeah. Hellboy is fine. I love Pacific Rim personally because I love big monsters getting punched in the face. Um, but you don't get that. You don't get it. You get Hellboy <laughs> or Pacific Rim. Hey, Bo, Bob, Bob, Bob agreed <laughs> no. with me, so it's two to one, baby. No, no. <laughs> that was the I rule. feel like he's gonna pick. I think he's gonna pick the Godzilla director or some shit because then he's all the Godzilla. <laughs> he's like, down yeah, there. He's way, way yeah. down there. The Shiro Honda or whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah. You get all of them. It's that's Jesper Matango. I will pick. Yeah, it. I'm looking at you, bro. <laughs> Didn't he make that movie with the fucking killer mushrooms? Or that's something? that's Matango. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Attack yeah, of the mushroom it. people. Yeah, I'm watching you. I'm looking at you. Oh, no, I think I actually, it's just. Oh, go go ahead. go ahead. I just i i had you know I'd seen Mimic Blade Two, uh, and and probably Pacific. I'd seen a bunch of Del Toro's films before I went back to Devil's Backbone. And I know that it's slow and not a lot happens and stuff, but I expected to be bored shitless. And and I was in from the very first scene yes. with the car coming across the desert. 
uh, and the the bomb in the middle of the the uh, orphanage or whatever it is. I just I loved I loved it. I loved the whole thing. Uh, Crimson Peak is so close. It's so close, yeah. but Del Toro can't help but show you everything. Like it's it's the perfect gothic horror film, but it's got modern monsters in it, and it kills it for me every time. If it was if if the just suggested the ghosts, it would be the perfect gothic. If they movie. didn't look so fucking CGI, which yeah. kills me because you watch the special features and they're real, they're yeah. practical effects, and it drives me fucking bananas because I'm like. Why did you add all this fucking CGI slop on this? Because I'm like, you did this shit. Doug Jones is the ghosts. It looks great, but then I'm like, it looks fake as shit. So I'm like, I mean, it's clearly a Bronte sisters novel, but with ghosts. And I'm like, that's fine. It's Wuthering Heights, but with ghosts. It's like that, you know, those, that um, Abraham Lincoln versus vampires or whatever, the Pride and Prejudice versus zombies. It's like that to me, where it's just like, great expectations but oh he's there's ghosts in the house and you're like i guess that's a pitch but i'm like it's just so fucking boring and i'm like you got tom hiddleston who's and two of the hottest actresses going and charlie hunnam like filled with beautiful people yeah and i'm like this boring like <laughs> fuck is it but the set is it because the because the, i believe he made the house or he made like the interior sets of it or whatever the fuck he did it looks amazing like the set design of that should have won an oscar the costume should have won an oscar like it's a beautifully dressed movie it's just like fuck i don't give a shit like i do not give a shit like that's a criterion collection horror movie to me where it's like it's not scary yeah. but <laughs> it's you know classy that's what art house people like the class no fuck that pan's labyrinth that shit's scary for real you yeah. got the pale man yeah fuck i mean do i really like romero that much <laughs> it's too late yeah i know too late. No, can't no. pull out now right you can't pull out now <laughs> we can't do like a like a barter system <laughs> how bad do you want Car- carpenter game <laughs> i need to you give me carpenter and ramy and no oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, if I get if I get shape of water with that deal, no, yeah. <laughs> it only counts if I if I get it. Because you should have taken him first. I'd have given you shape of water if you'd have taken him. But no, you wouldn't. Yeah, would have. In, in a heartbeat. <laughs> You're such a liar. All right, on to my next. Now this is where it's tough because I have about five different. I can't go with Hitchcock because I've already picked my dead people. Um, I've got a couple or it's like, do I go with just because they've got a couple of movies that I really, they're personal favorites and I want to have them. Do I, you know, it's like, I, it's like, do I, I like, I'm, yeah, do I go with Spielberg? I, I'm not the biggest Spielberg fan, but I love me some Jaws. And I know Jurassic Park counts, but I fell asleep during Jurassic Park. So do I really want Spielberg here? I don't know where I want to go. It's, it's tough. I got. I got. I, I am surprised that you're debating it this hard, unless you forgot this guy. Unless like I, I am forgot this guy. Unless you, I mean, spoiler alert to people listening: there are no female directors on this list. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, we we did make lists with them on, but it's the criteria. We really wanted to really... have Karen. Yeah, Karen Kusama. Really, I really love the invitation. Like she really would have made the cut. But y'all need to make more horror movies. 
because I really wanted Jennifer Canton here. You know, there's there's some I really wanted, but I'm surprised that it's plus you're on the buzzer, man. If I had a fucking debate whether I would pick, you got ten seconds. On the I, clock. I had I had a minute, and I it hasn't been a minute now. You've ruined now the clock is reset because you interrupted my. my... <laughs> I gave you time to think. You you interrupted my no because now now I don't know who you're talking about, but oh man, this is this is a toughie. This is an absolute toughie. Um, I think I'm gonna have to. I just gonna have to go with Peter Jackson. I am shocked that you're leaving this person on the table. I, I don't know. I, I don't might know. not even get him just so I could roundabout bring him up, just so you'd be like, "How did you forget this?" Person? I probably forgot him, but I, I, you know, it's there's a couple that I just I feel like are right there that I, like I said, that have about as many as he does. Um, but I, I just I love every one of his horror movies. I want yeah. him to make more horror movies. I you know, Bad Taste, Dead Alive, Frighteners. I sold. I'm just that's yeah. enough. Uh, do, do I get I me really the feeble? Wish we, I know I really wish we can count that because he would have been up there for me because I love Meet the Feebles. It's so fucked up. <laughs> it's such a fun, fucked up puppet movie. But of the directors that we would want to have a comeback, He's high on the list. Yeah. Like he's really, really fucking high on the list. Like, yeah, yeah, we want Raimi. We want Carpenter. Like, Carpenter obviously would probably be number one because we all want it. Cronenberg's uh, coming back, so obviously we can't count him anymore. And I don't even count him anyways because his son is kind of picking up his mantle. But there's really no one else that makes movies like Raimi and um, Jackson. But Raimi's doing his horror shit in action movies. Peter Jackson's just making documentaries and shit. So yeah. it's like... And they're amazing. They Shall Not Grow Old is an amazing fucking movie. But it's like, no, be that movie guy that you were before. Do that. <laughs> like, it's like Catherine Bigelow. It's like, do that again. Right, yeah. Go, go do that again. No, but yeah, yeah, you know, and I think Jackson, because I'm also, I want to be well-rounded with my picks. And I think I've got like, you know, of course, you know, I think Craven, Hooper, and Del Toro, they're all different in what they bring and whatnot. And I don't have a Jackson and so it, it gives me and it gives me a well-rounded kind of lineup because like i said i'm kind of looking as, as as like a streaming service and so it's like it, it it gives me that you know that um new zealand uh weird kind of that bad especially bad taste and dead alive people people those are, if people have never seen those like they're new to horror or whatnot they've never seen those type of horror movies and whatnot you, you probably you probably have seen texas chainsaw massacre and night of living dead or uh whatnot but you probably haven't seen some of uh i mean i'm sorry uh, texas chainsaw massacre uh nightmare on elm street uh you probably haven't seen devil's backbone and whatnot and then you throw in the bad taste dead alive and then i think the frighteners i it's one of those is just criminally overlooked uh I, it's so much fun it's i mean it's uh, it, it's just it's his goofiness it's crazy I, I still don't understand how he got uh lord of the rings um based on his, the movies it's like <laughs> i want the guy that mowed down people with a lawnmower to do the great one of the greatest books of all time the lord of the rings let's do that <laughs> based <laughs> off of the frighteners how does he go from the frighteners to the fellowship of the ring that i don't know what and, be, he and beautiful creatures don't forget oh yeah heavenly, uh, yeah heavenly creatures. creatures yeah heavenly creatures yeah so yeah yeah that if, probably was the thing that clinched it for him because it's very much like how did uh, Jonathan Demi gets Silence of the Lambs because right. you look at the rest of his movies and you're like, how did you do this? 
Like I never would have like if you pick directors out of a hat to do this property, even if the movie was done and finished. Like if you told me who directed that, I'd be like, oh yeah, of course, the guy who did something wild. Of course, that guy did it. Like it's his his style is so radically different from the early days to Lord of the Rings that it's like. Like it's it's such a jump in quality. Like it's it's fucking crazy. Yeah. It's like nine a day. Like he's such a completely different filmmaker. And I'm I'm fine with it because I really do like the Lord of the Rings. I could, oh, yeah. you know, the Hobbit movies are trash, but the Lord of the Rings movies are legitimately great fucking cinema. Like I don't even think of them in terms of just like you know because some people put superhero movies in their own category because they don't consider them part of the conversation. Well, and it they they were you know it was one of those event films that we we don't you know outside of you know a few of the superhero movies that we've gotten but it was you know crazy because it was like it's all being filmed at once it's kind of it was like Mm -hmm. you're getting uh three a trilogy back to back to back like you don't have to wait five years you don't have to have a 10-year span like uh like a batman you know or something like that that's spread out no you get one at the same time every year that was crazy and each one of them is going to be this uh, two and a half hour almost you know epic it's like it was nuts and i know we're he's not this isn't horror and whatnot but it just it's nuts how you go from the fr- the frighteners if anybody's ever watched go and watch somebody's filmography go from the frighteners with dated cgi and just campiness to the freaking the fellowship of the ring it is absolutely <laughs> mind-blowing I, I, that's why i never when i you never count out somebody's talent as a filmmaker. If you can direct something good, which he showed from the beginning, yeah. bad taste, how he was able to make that movie for peanuts. Like yeah. he made that movie on and literally baking the props in his mom's yeah. oven. Like it's <laughs> crazy what he was able to do. And you look at that and it's very much like um, Sam Raimi with Evil Dead, right. where it's like, you should see the skill that the, the budget had nothing to do with the skill. Like there was no glass ceiling. He's just, it's he was just limited again by the funds, but the imagination was there. So if you can direct anything, you can direct anything. I, I, if you direct anything good, you can direct anything good. Right. Is I guess the, yeah, where I'm going with that. But it, did we talk about Dead Alive really? Because I'm like Not, the best, one of the best. I mean, I mean, I, yeah, I mentioned, that. I mentioned it. Yeah, no, yeah, you yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. The fucking the, the I kick ass for the Lord priest. Yeah. <laughs> like it's if I can't have Evil Dead, that's where I would have went because you gotta have Dead Alive in your fucking film. You okay. gotta have a, a movie like that where you're like nonstop. That was this is, I I uh, when I first rented that movie and I rented it specifically because I I had seen Bad Taste and loved it, and and I I rented it on VHS and I got it home and it was in the middle of the tape whoever had returned it hadn't rewound it so i turned it in put it in turned it on and it's the scene the the dinner party scene Mm. the zombies and the ear (laughs) falls into the pudding it's exactly at that point i was like somebody got to that point in the movie (laughs) and was like nope fuck this taking it back not even gonna rewind it screw that uh, and it's I, such an effect it's it's effective and it's such an easy fucking effect it's some pudding in a obviously fake ear and yet you watch and you're like it's so fucking gross <laughs> like your stomach turns and you're like this is i know this is like a pra- my practical brain is like 
I know how he did this effect. Like, it's so easy what he's doing, but man, does it work. And yeah, that's the part where you're like, this is gross. And yet, 45 minutes later, <laughs> he probably kills 100 zombies with a lawnmower, and there's geysers of blood. But yeah, the pudding scene is the, the or put, porridge, pudding, whatever it is. Yeah. It's, yeah, that movie, Peter Jackson. Yeah. Dudes, there's a scene in which the uh, lower intestine preens in a mirror yes <laughs> you know like this is this was a guy who was like if he could think about it he went ahead and yeah. did it yeah and even the shit that he couldn't think about because they his the investors saw it and loved it and they gave him more money and he's like fuck it i'm just gonna shoot some more shit so that's why he added that baby scene yep. or the babies at the park because he's like oh you gave me more money I'm not going to put it into making this movie look better. I'm just going to shoot more shit. <laughs> and then he came up with the baby gag. And I'm like, that's, to me, that's creativity unfeathered. Like, he's, like, drunk in his own ideas. And I love that shit. Like, we don't have that anymore. Because there's the money house. You make the one, you make the one independent movie, and then one of the studios gets you, wink, wink, Disney. And then they just hook you up to the money house. And it's like there's no more creativity anymore in cinema. But that's a that's a debate for another time. Yeah. So uh, I have to, do, to I, don't, I don't even want him, but I have to pick I him don't. because how did you not pick Rob Zombie? Uh, I, I, I mean, I yeah. Do I have to pick Rob Zombie? I don't even want him. But I'm like, Devil's Rejects is the top five or four movies. And I'm like, I don't even like the Halloween movies, but at least I get Lords of Salem. Like, I don't want the other two. But I'm like, I get two out of, I mean, he definitely counts. And he has a horror movie, top five horror movie for me. And I, I guess I get Lords of Salem, which I like. I'm fine with that. I don't want him. I can't believe you're making me pick him. Kate. You don't have to pick him. You don't have to pick him. It's too late. I mean, it's, I'm locked right, in. So you're locked in? <sighs> no, that's, that's a great pick. I just... I I I know I, he's one of my favorites and all that, but I, if he if he was there, he's not a top tier. I don't think he's on the level of the guys that I picked, and that's the only thing. Like I don't, uh, you know, I think Zombie is amazing with with Devil's Rejects. I love Halloween too. I've talked about it so much. I know, but if he was there in my fifth pick, I was definitely take him. But I wasn't going to take him in those these first four picks. Am I am I locked in? Did I say I'm locked? Yep, in? you're locked in. Or you don't have to. Do you want to change your pick? Three, two, one. I'm picking Mike Flanagan. Okay. Because I know Bob's not going to pick Zombie, so I could probably always go back to him if I want to. I don't want Zombie. (laughs) I wanted Devil's Rejects, and I really didn't want to pick Director's that had the one horror movie that I like. Yeah. That's I'm saving that person for my end because that's my only cheat. Mike Flanagan is the new master. I think him and James Wan are neck and neck. I love Oculus. I love Hush. I love what he's just doing. I don't get House on Haunted Hill. I mean, the, the oh, Haunting that, of... Yeah, Haunting on, of Hill House. Yeah, that don't count. I, does it, though? Nope. It doesn't? Nope. It's a series. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You get Hellboy, but I don't look. Okay. Hey, it's a movie. Have you seen Absentia yet? I haven't. Is it, uh, do I get a fun, good movie that I haven't seen? Yeah, it's it was basically the movie that he made with his friends while the writer's strike was going on. 
Oh, no shit? Yeah, yeah. so I, I get Doctor Sleep, Gerald's Game. I, I get a bunch of shit. That's a good pick. It is. Yeah. Ouija, Origin of Evil, isn't that one of the better ones? Yeah, that's. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there's only two, and the first one's Yeah, I couldn't awesome. remember so, which yeah, one was which. I, yeah, I like Mike Flanagan a lot. I, I dig his shit, yeah. and he's got a lot of it. Yep. I wish... So the haunting doesn't... doesn't nope. Well, <laughs> that's too to. bad. Unless, unless Bob agrees with you, but I'm not going no, to tell you. It's, just, it's a series. It's, it's a good a series, series, exactly. Oh, fuck y'all, <laughs> sons of bitches. It, this limited series shit... It's just movies cut up into fucking bits. Come on, man. <laughs> it's not a 10-hour movie cut up into bits. God damn it. You know Netflix probably wanted to cut Irishman up into seven fucking parts. <laughs> All right, if I don't get that, even though that's like his best thing he's ever directed, I'm still happy with the picks. I, I really like Tosh a lot. I think it's an underrated slasher. Yes. I think Oculus is super – I think it does everything in its power to not be cliched heavy. Like – I I've seen so many people like oh they're stupid I'm like she does everything in her power to fight the evil mirror it's just smarter and better than her like she has the cameras she has the like she goes through everything she can like all these stop gaps to stop the evil magic she just can't beat it and I like that a lot I like when there's a supernatural entity and everyone is trying their damnedest to beat it and they just can't because you can't beat evil it reminds me of like Prince of Darkness where it's Scientists literally just spouting nonsense, mumbo jumbo gobbledygook about the nature of evil and science. And they're trying to, like, they have a container of the devil and they're trying to fucking figure out what to do with it, beat it, and they just can't. Yeah, it's, it's usually, just, usually if science doesn't work, then religion works. Or if religion doesn't work, science works, and neither one works. Yeah. And yeah, I like when they don't, I like that there's a rule. And if you break the rule, you're done. It doesn't matter what you do. That's why I hate the ring. Where it's like, <laughs> oh, you watch the tape seven days later, you die. Oh, but wait, if you make a copy and you send it to a friend, like, get out of here with this. No, get it out of here. It's like the grudge to me. You go into the house, you're dead. Like, that's it. That's the rule. You can't beat it. There's nothing else you could do. It's if you go into the house, you're dead. That sinister. You watch the tapes. You're dead. There's nothing. Do, you can't beat it. Yeah. And that's why I like. I like. I like. I. I really want Devil's Rejects though. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. You're not. Can't do it again. No. I. I do like Oculus too. I. I like. Um. Katie Sackhoff is really good in that. Yeah, and it's. I get these. Uh, I get future movies from this director too. Or was that ever established? I don't think so. I mean, that's I'm a whole different draft. What, yeah, I'm fine with what he has now because I like his movies, but I also think that he's just going to keep making. I don't see him getting out of the horror genre anytime. No, yeah, and he's so, and, so. and it's quality. He, every one of his movies are at least quality. They may not all be the best or in your cup of tea, like. And I think Doctor Sleep to be a twenty year or what no forty year um, sequel is amazing compared to what The Shining was. Like, there's not too many people that could do what he did with something as good as the shining was with dr sleep there's not too many directors out there that did that that could do as long as you don't compare it to the shining no 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 you can't as a companion piece at how many of because how many of these uh 40-year sequels have we gotten that are utter trash but you even even if you put it by itself it's it's really good 
No, I'm not. Comp- yeah, don't compare it to The Shining at all. I, I actually like it better than the book. You know, so I, I always prefer the book of The Shining to even to Kubert's film. Mm-hmm. But I actually really liked Dr. Sleep, the movie, better than, than the book. Because so. all, so, and- all the throwbacks, I'm like, that made sense. Like, I know it's almost, it, don't, it, it didn't feel like nostalgic porn like we've, we've gotten so much. But it was like, it makes sense. Like, yeah, it, 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 it makes sense. And I just, I, I, was, I, I was expecting not to like this movie uh, at all, honestly. And if if you do get around to watching Absentia, the jump in quality that the guy who made Absentia for seven seventy thousand bucks, you know, in in his apartment with his pregnant wife, uh, is his next movie was Oculus, and it's oh, yeah, that's crazy. a huge giant. You know, we, you were talking about the jump for for Peter yeah. Jackson. It's a huge jump for him too. So. Uh, but it's still he's, well worth watching. I don't think he's outside of the thing that I can't get. I don't think he has. I think this is the first of the people that we've talked about that isn't legendary tier so far. I think I think he's on his way. I think he has a lot of good movies. I don't think he has the masterpiece yet. No. But all of his movies are good. So, I mean, like everyone we're talking about... I think our legends, Romero's, the Hoopers, the the Whales, yeah. Jacksons. I think they've already established themselves as masters of horror. Uh, John Landis also doesn't count. I know people are thinking about him. He only has like he, he doesn't count. I mean, God, I wish he did. God, I wish he did, but he does not count. <laughs> nope, he's um, in my list of do they count? Yeah. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> do they, yeah. I, maybe I'm using that to fish. Does he count though? <laughs> <laughs> Is Into the Night a horror movie? Please, <laughs> please. No, I, I, this is the. We're getting to the like the last of the last, and there's still a lot of people we haven't picked. Their fucking right, yeah. Oh yeah. I for some reason thought we were gonna get to like I have so many like crazy picks though on this list that we're not gonna All get right. to. So well, yeah, that's why we I figured we'll talk about those when we get done. Yeah, we could definitely do a t- part two or just. Yeah. All right, uh, on to uh, Bob is on the clock. Okay. All right. So these are my last two picks. Yep. Right? So, yep. yep. Uh, and I only get one more dead guy. Correct. Uh, so yeah, is well, so, a dead guy. So. Yes. Yeah, so, like, you know, and I had Baba on here and Fulci on here. Yeah. Larry Cohen was on here because, yeah. you know, it's alive. God told me to cue the stuff. Even Return to Salem's Lot. I actually really enjoyed that movie. But, uh, uh sailor's point about these are the only horror movies you get to watch this guy is maybe he's not the best director like he's not at the same level as the rest of these guys but he has so many movies that i enjoyed watching that i just decided uh, just for the the types of movies and the number of movies uh terrence fisher yeah. Uh, Hammer Horror Guy did Curse of Frankenstein, did the Dracula, the Mummy, Frankenstein Must Be Destroyed, Devil Rides Out, Hound of the Baskervilles, if I can count that. You could, yes, yeah. it counts. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he just did pretty much all of the best Hammer Horror movies. Terrence Fisher is fantastic, and I 
didn't I, he, I didn't put him down on my lists because not that I thought that you were going to take him, but I, I was like, if I'm going with old school, it's like, and I like I thought I would would have picked Hitchcock or Mario Bava by now, right? But I didn't, so which is weird because I only have one left, and I'm like biting my nails because I'm like I don't know who I'm gonna leave off, of. and I, I I'm, I'm forced to leave off the one I was going to slot in my fifth pick. She's driving me nuts, but T- Terrence Fisher, like he is the face of Hammer to me. Like he is like as much as Whale or whoever set the template for Universal in your mind. Yeah, Terrence Fisher was. This is what Hammer looks like, and then everyone was like, "Yep, you're right," and that's what that's what they did. And it's he's fantastic. He has. It. I love those underrated like director for hire guys because they have so many. But like a Robert Weiss, like he did everything. And there's so many, I mean, he doesn't count because he, I think he did only like one horror movie, but they, they always get overlooked for the auteurs or the big names because they don't have like a style per se, not to say Fisher doesn't, but since he has such a wide breadth of like so many scattershot horror movies all over the place, I think he always gets left out of the conversation. He didn't pop up on any of my lists that I Googled of best horror movie directors. Cause I don't think people just think to look back that far at the history of horror. And, but so I'm very happy that you picked him. Cause he, I do think he's a foundational part of horror cinema. And he's just, he's just one of those, uh, one of those guys that made, I, I think of them as like comfort or mm. like they're, the hammer horror stuff had become, you know, by the time the seventies rolled around and you were getting your, your last house on the left and those sorts of, uh, it, it all seemed very old fogeyish. but for a long time, you know, night of the living dead came out. It was a, a uh, matinee because these were the kind of movies that were being put out. Kids would go to see hammer horror films and then they got a face full of night of the living dead. But that's this is what I think of when I think of child my childhood horror is is hammer horror films and the the uh, uh, universal pictures of which you know most of the hammer stuff was was really a continuation of that kind of tradition so and Terrence Fisher is the is the big representation of that so. plus he just directed a shit ton of movies he did so you have. A- Endless nights of warm glasses of milk cinema. <laughs> That's what they think. They're, they're like warm, cozy blankets. They're like, oh, this this makes me feel good. Anything to add, King? Yeah, no, I, I'll I'll admit I'm not the that well versed in him. I know I, I mean I know definitely know his name, and I know I've seen some of these movies and whatnot. But yeah, it's uh, yeah right there with you as far as. Uh, some of these, I just, I, I remember just, they were there when I was a kid and they were just on in some of the first horror movies that I watched. Um, like Horror of Dracula, I know I remember that. And I, uh, it was not, but uh, Hounds of Bakerfield, um, Bakerfield, I, I love that. Uh, that was one of those ones I watched probably, I don't know how many times, uh, when I was a kid, but, um, no, um, did I say ba- it's Baskersville's, right? Yeah. Um, Baskerville. yeah, I don't know. I was thinking Bakersfield, but no, yeah. Um, definitely the Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes, you know, great. I mean, I, I loved watching those. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, like I said, I'm not overly familiar with all of his work, but, um, he's right there. He's kind of like the, 
I don't, I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't, does he have anything? He doesn't have anything as great as James well, but he's kind of on that level. Right. Right. And I have to, the, the movie, the devil rides out was a recent watch for me of his. And it's really what kind of put it over the edge for me. It's one of the few uh, Christopher Lee as a good guy movies. And uh, he yells at the devil. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a little circle. He's like, don't, don't break the circle. Like, yeah. No, that's a it's a damn good movie. It's yeah. a damn good movie. It's a and so that that that's like really close to being one of those breakthrough exceptional movies. Dude, probably one of the best hammer horror films of all time. So, oh, but he didn't he list. didn't really do much outside of Hammer that was any good. So I don't know. Some some people just need the structure of the, the studio system to mm. do their best work. So well, great pick. So on to your last pick. Yeah. Oh man. And I'm like, I'm down to the, I'm down to the, the guys that are like, I really like this one, you know, like Paul W.S. Anderson did Event Horizon, which I love. And then there's a whole shitload of Resident Evil movies. <laughs> so I, uh, you know, and I, I like, you know, like Kiyoshi Kurosawa did Pulse and cure and seance i and i enjoy those movies but or uh jome balaguero did uh the first two rec movies and did a movie called inside as well uh not that inside the other inside the other inside yeah he's on Uh, my list too (laughs) or or alejandre aja there who did he did the remake of hills has eyes high tension crawl (laughs) I, if high, if pro- high tension didn't have that crazy ending, right? He would be he he was a big high on my list. I mean, just cut it off from there. I did that. I can't. <laughs> we get yep. it. We get it all, baby. Yeah, because I, I love it, crawl. I, yeah, it's not the but it's like it harkens back to that kind of the old, you know, the old piranhas and that just kind of it. That's what it made me feel like the old type of seventies creature feature horror movies that I just were fun, stupid fun. Right, and Not he did spoil. Piranha 3D too, right? He did, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not to spoil the end of Crawl, but if the end, the movie ended with <laughs> those pilots as gators, I would have picked that fucking. I would have picked that because I'm like, hats off to Yaja, <laughs> hats off, because now you're just this is a ridiculous. There's a lot that you haven't mentioned that are like, they count. But they're like, so I, it seems like you're just building up to William Girdler. So, yeah, <laughs> it's Takashi Miki. No, oh. it's, uh, <laughs> I mean, you have movies for days. Yeah, that's true. But how many of them are horror movies, really? Right. right? Uh, yeah. I mean, so, you have Audition. That's a great one. But yeah. the rest. He the Killer? No. <laughs> one Miss Call? Did he do one missed call? Yeah, he How, did. fuck, he's got like seventeen thousand movies. So he you does. Have, you literally could just name Japanese movies. And I'd be like, yeah, I believe that. So he, he makes three a year. It's yeah, hard. For- it's true. He's he is in, like incredibly uh, prolific. I almost I almost put uh, Mikel Suave on there, but that was my number five pick. Oh, it's not it's not him. Oh, I, I'm. I'm just trying to go through the list of everything. I'm not picking him, but that was my because I'm like, uh, it's stage fright. I got to get yeah. stage fright. Uh, yeah. Cemetery Man. 
Yeah, I mean, it, he counts, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm finally watching rewatching Cemetery Man forever, but I want stage fright. Yeah. And if I can't have stage fright, I don't know what to fucking do with my life. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. This is this is actually me trying to nail down what my what my fifth pick was. Oh, can um, I can I help you out? There's Adam Wingard. Yeah, I know. There's a team. Oh, you're on. You're on the clock. Though. You're on the clock. You got okay. <laughs> you got Joe Dante. <laughs> I mean. I'm gonna. I'm. I, I'm going with Neil Marshall. Oh, oh interesting nice. pick. Do, Dog Soldiers and yes. the Descent, specifically those two. I get the Reckoning. It, like I, for, I was like, what is the third? What's yeah, the third? I, I, I had. Does Hellboy count? On there. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Uh, I mean, I guess if it I would count. <laughs> no, he counts. Reckoning is out, and you can watch it. I fucking didn't think about it because if I did, I would have picked him over Mike Flanagan. I can tell that fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, I he just... was the Descent a good movie. Damn, oh, it's so good. Yeah, he was. He was definitely on my. If he's the round fifth pick, and I, you know, and I need him, he was definitely on my list. Yeah, because I just thought about Doomsday. Like I totally forgot yeah. about horror movie come out this year. Because Doomsday don't count. No, it doesn't. I like no. Doomsday, <sighs> but it does not yeah, count. That's yeah. Movie. Damn, so. I would have picked him over fucking Mike Flanagan. No <laughs> offense to Mike Flanagan, I do like his movies, but damn it. But yeah, I the Descent, and I still I love Dog Soldiers. I can watch that any day of the week. Honestly, it's such a good yeah, it's fun. Yep, yep. So that's me. That's no, that's a I, that was a heck of a pick. All right, so the, the, yeah, it, the descent is so good. I yeah, yeah Sovi was gonna be my guy because I mean he's still alive, he's still making movies, still he's not there. making horror movies. And I it's hard because I'm like to me if what what I'm not picking is like getting thrown into the incinerator forever that because I can't watch them. I can right. never. <laughs> and I watch this is one of the only movies I rewatch annually because it's my birthday lands on national owl day <laughs> so i watched stage fright fright uh, uh plug for screenagewasteland.com where, where we watch monsoon vision you find find it you can watch it with us man do i love fucking stage fright i gotta go with spielberg because you guys didn't pick him <laughs> i gotta go with him like, if, if, i mean if he's on the table i gotta pick him like i love all right so let's nail down what i have but what does he get, Johnny? Uh, so I get Duel and Jaws and Jurassic Park, obviously. Well, I would Do say I, War of the Worlds. Yeah, War of the Worlds. World, War of the Worlds. Yeah. Okay. But that's Wasn't it, there, I believe. There, there wasn't another debatable one that we were. Thinking Not that about. I could think of. He's got a TV movie before Duel, like called something evil or something. But it does. I don't care. Yeah. I don't want it. I don't. Yeah. I don't give a shit. But. I mean, if that's an, I mean, that's enough for me. Dual Jaws. Jaws. You can get, you can get uh, Ready Player One because of The Shining. Oh, no. <laughs> you can have that. Truly, truly a horror movie. If there ever was one. If nostalgia <laughs> was a monster. Temple of Doom. It's nostalgia horror. Temple of Doom. I, if he directed Gremlins, fuck, man. I would have picked him <laughs> first, really, honestly. Because I was thinking about Joe Dante, because I love the howling, and I yes. love. Because I'm like, we gotta count Gremlins. We have to. Yeah. I mean, it is a kid horror movie, but I'm like, the rest of his movie, I'm like, the whole, like, who gives a shit? Like, really? Because now you're getting to the point where I'm like, I have two or three horror movies, but I'm like, I got Jaws and Jurassic Park. I'm fine with that. I mean, I I hate that I'm throwing stage. I literally feel like I'm taking stage fright, the movie, and throwing it into the fire myself. That's how much it hurts me. 
that I'm picking. I want stage fright over Jaws, but I'm like, I also get Jurassic Park. So I'm like, I don't like. And you get the Lost sex. World. You get I'll Lost World Jurassic Park. <laughs> that doesn't sweeten the deal, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> that scene where she's on that that thing, that like the breaking glass underneath her, that's a great fucking moment. I can't take that away from the movie. It's not a good movie, but that's a good scene. I mean, I'll, I'll have more things to watch, I guess, that'll make me <laughs> take away the pain with me crying over stage fright and devil's rejects getting things. <laughs> There's yeah. another big one that I left off. I cannot believe, well, I don't think Kane's going to pick him. So I'm just going to, can't believe none of us picked Stuart Gordon. It's really interesting. Well, it's, it's the limit on the dead guys. I know, I know. Because yeah. he was definitely on the list. I actually just forgot. He well, and, five, and, five, and only five picks. That's really, I mean, we're only doing 15. I mean, it's like, yeah, of course, there's going to be some really great ones left off, you know. I don't, for some reason, I don't know why I thought that we, we were going to get to, like, bottom tier horn guys by by now i didn't here's the thing did not think spielberg would be a last pick on this <laughs> podcast so well and we haven't even uh, picked hitchcock yeah i know we didn't pick hitchcock so let's and we can't because i can't I, I can't pick him because i've already taken two You've so already hitchcock's not even guys. oh my god and we yeah. can't pick mario baba yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. i mean that's the thing there's a there's a ton that or, right. I and mean, that's what i mean it is it's pretty deep i think once if we'd have gone if we'd gone another round or two, or if we had another person and we were getting a 20 to 25 picks, that's where it's like, okay, now you're just picking for either bottom, bottom rung or just the one movie or just that and that stuff. Yeah, but that's, Oh, I'm picking Sang Ho Yun Cause he did train to Busan. <laughs> you did the prequel and the sequel. Both of them suck, but I get one good movie. So, yeah. I mean, that's, no. yeah. That's I mean, of course, Bill is a great so. pick. I mean, freaking jaws alone i mean just jaws alone is enough to to warrant him being a great pick i mean and i can watch a duel man i can fucking just put that on i mean that's what i mean because it's been a minute since i've watched it but fuck is that good that is an effective little horror movie so i am chopping at the bit to find out what your last pick is (laughs) i could kind of guess two picks right no this is it that was the absolute last pick pick. yeah I'm like, if King gets two, yeah, I get shape of water. I, I, I can't read or write. No, no. So last pick, um, man, it's it is tough because I, I, you know, Joe Dante is on my list because I Gremlins is so freaking great, and I, I, I do like the howling, and you know, with the, the special effects and whatnot. Prawn is fun. Gremlins too is, you know, really. I think it, it doesn't get talked about enough. I think it's so much fun. Um, and whatnot, uh, De Palma. I, I love I love me some De Palma mm. stuff, but I think I like more of his. Uh, you know, Blowout I, is my favorite movie of his, but it it doesn't. I don't think it counts. Uh, if it did, I he'd probably be jumping up my list really quick. Um, damn, I, I do I, like the. Well, I can't let it count, but I would let it count just so we could talk about. Because <laughs> <laughs> damn, is John Travolta good in the film? Oh, him and Lithgow are amazing, yeah. and Nancy Allen. She's so annoying, but she's supposed to be, which is great. No, she's she did she gets the shit end of the stick of a role, but yeah, yeah she's fantastic. But that last if that the ending doesn't punch you in the gut with a knife, you're not watching. Yeah, do this not spoil it because I know that's one of those I'm movies not, I know no. a lot of people probably have not seen, but I would love no. I want you to go watch that movie. It is, a, Travolta it is, is amazing. Movie. I mean it's just every, 
There's there's nothing wrong with it. I, it's almost a perfect movie. I don't think I could. Fuck! I didn't even it. think about Blowout. God damn. <laughs> but I don't. I don't think it counts. Like to me, it, no, it doesn't. But nope. if it did, I, that would jump it up really. You know, if John Lithgow wore a mask in that movie, <laughs> I would be like, <laughs> if there was one scene from his POV, I would be like, oh yeah, if it went like all uh, giallo or uh, yeah. on it or something. Oh my god. Um. If he went more like what uh, he did with Dress to Kill with John Lithgow, I'll just knock it out of the park. Um, you know, they're freaking Don Cos- uh, Coscarelli. Um, yeah. You know, that's he, he uh, was one of the ones. Uh, yeah, he was on. You know, For some uh, reason, I thought one of you guys were going to I thought Bob was going to pick him. I kind of had a feeling that maybe Bob would take him as the very his very last pick. Yeah. But it was, uh, it was, it was give or t- yeah, he's on the list. Absolutely. Frank Hennenlotter <laughs> was right there, too. So. But I do have to go with my Rob Zombie. <laughs> there you go. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I Devil's Reject is, I, I mean, my top top five, uh, one of my favorites of all time. God, I would put it. I am throwing daggers at you. <laughs> you Ice cold stay, you daggers. You should have stayed with him. I mean, as long as the movie doesn't get destroyed and somebody can appreciate it, I'm fine <laughs> with that. Because there's a lot of people. I mean, I got to throw blue sign, blue sunshine in the grizzly. I got to throw grizzly. Yeah. Uh, for, uh, well, for for, for for nine ninety nine, you can watch it on my streaming service. <laughs> <laughs> no zombie of, of I mean devil's rejects. I mean, devil's course. rejects alone. I I th- a house of a thousand corpses. I it's I, I'll watch that movie every so often. It's not the best. It's not the greatest, but it is something that I definitely enjoy. There's a lot of good stuff there. Um, devil's rejects alone. I could watch that uh, like on a yearly basis, if not more. Um, I, I, I'm I, so I, mad that I didn't pick. So <laughs> I enjoy. <laughs> I enjoy his first Halloween. It's not great. It's not perfect. It's especially the kind of the first part. I don't mind the whole backstory. I know a lot of people hate that. And I, I don't want to spend too much because we've I've talked about it to death. Uh, but there's some good stuff. I do love Tyler Maine as uh, as the um, Michael Myers and stuff. And I like kind of the where where he went with it and stuff. I think there's some good kills and whatnot. Halloween, Lords of Salem. Uh, yes, I, you know I think it's a really underrated movie of his. Um, that doesn't get talked about enough. I really don't care for 31 or three from hell. I, I, I know I have them on there, but I, it's whatever. Um, in the five, baby. <laughs> but <laughs> Halloween too, um, I think is really underrated. Um, and I think it's a really, really good film, um, that I think would, doesn't get talked about enough. I, people hate on it just because I think it's just because it's zombie and it goes even crazier, but that's, the what I wanted that I, I wanted him to do that with the first Halloween. I think if he would have went full on zombie in the first Halloween, it would have been more memorable and stuff. But it was always like, nope, you got to have this. No, you got to have that from the from the original. You know what whatnot. It was like the, it was like Halloween two. He had no supervision, like nobody was there. So he was like, uh, he's like, can I really do this? And I was like, yeah, go and do it. And do I do I? Well, get I've the- told you what his original plan for the Halloween was, right? For the first he took one. he yeah because his idea because he pitched actually a trilogy to Bob Weinstein or Harvey whichever Weinstein one of the Weinstein. probably probably Harvey but his original idea was just to have Michael Myers as a kid throughout the entire movie yeah 
And then the second one was going to be more of the remake of Carpenter's. And then he's like, fuck it, I'll just combine the two. Right. Because that's as much as they're going to let me. So I'm like, do I really want to see a Halloween movie with just an annoying ass kid? Uh, like, I don't, I'm like, even like, like, no, I don't. So I'm glad that we got the movie that we got because I do like it for the most yeah. part. I think once we get past that bullshit and it actually starts feeling more like, not Carpenters, but once it starts following that movie closer, which I, I'm not as much of a fan of, but I think that's better than the kid shake, which I find just repugnant <laughs> and I don't like it. Well, it's right. Just... And, and, um, you know, Zayler and I have talked about, uh, talked about it at length before, but we are like, if he, if he just keeps that paper mache mask on in the, uh, the Asylum uh, right. that he's at, I, I'm like, I'm so like, that would be great. Like I, I'd be fine if he never put on the Shatner mask. I want it so bad. It would have been so great. <laughs> I, it's one we we I mention it all the time, like horror movies that if you just change the title, yeah. And it, I mean, if I mean, you would have to change the names of the characters and change some things because it is very close to Carpenter's Halloween at a certain point. But if you kept that paper mache mask and just changed a couple of things, I think yeah, I think it probably would have worked without that name attached to it. Because I love that fucking paper mache mask so fucking much. Yeah. It's, it's so much. I, uh, God damn it. I hate because we have to do it for the fans. And I'm like, nostalgia is a plague, people. It's so much cooler. Like, imagine if Jason never got the hockey mask, if he just kept the bag head, which would have been great. But it, that's not the iconic thing. Right. It's You got to change it up sometimes. So thank God for whoever directed the third one. Because a couple of those cats that was, you know, Joseph Vito and stuff. Minor, yeah. Yeah, in minor. Um, but why did I pick Mike Flanagan? I'm so fucking mad at myself. You should have just stuck with it, baby. You son of a bitch. You got anything to add, Bob? No, I, I. it's just one of those things where Rob Zombie is just not my cup of tea. Yeah. I know a lot no, of people love him. And, and I, I can appreciate how well some of these films are made. You know, Devil's Rejects comes the closest, honestly, because that's just an incredibly well done character study sort of. Well, and it goes craziness. to it, it's mind boggling how well he went, how he went from House of a Thousand Corpses to how great uh, Devil's Rejects is to really the rest of his filmography. I mean, he doesn't ever touch Devil's Rejects ever again. And it's amazing. It's just it's mind boggling. And I will check out Halloween 2, which I have not seen because I really did not like the first one. You probably won't like I, I'm I'm one of the if few. If you don't like the first, you're not going to like the second. And no, I, I don't I wouldn't say that. I would because I think it's it's so it's so different. Like it's it's an original story. You get the first whatever 10 minutes or so is feels like it's going to be just a replay of the um the original Halloween 2. Um in which you get that flavor in which is like, okay. And I think it's real, really well done. And then it goes into its own story that I would love to be able to talk about it. Whatever, whatever, whenever you watch it, you probably will not like it, but I, 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 I think it I, does the PTSD better than most horror movies I've ever done. That's good. I, I, I keep trying them because I want <laughs> to, to like them. 
just one of those things where you know if you some people like orange soda some people hate it mm-hmm. uh it's that's a really ridiculous comparison some people no, like he's... italian horn some people hate it ecstasy <laughs> rob zombie is the black licorice <laughs> <laughs> but i i really didn't like uh, the original halloween too so oh i thought you were gonna say halloween i was like wow. oh no no what are we doing yeah, here? see what i'm not a big doing? fan of the halloween the original halloween too either it's fine. I mean, here's the thing. It's the fourth best Halloween movie. I would love to see. Yeah. I would love to see um, Rob Zombie do a season of the witch. I think he can do that one really well. Yeah. Did you hear he's doing the monsters? I would love for him to do them. I was just asking that the other day. I was just asking that the other day is like, why didn't we get a monsters after we got Alan's Adam's family? Like what happened there? I don't know if it's a movie or, but he is signed on to do the Monsters, So I have no idea what it is. I do think Sherry Moon Zombie is. uh, Of course she better. She, of of course she's not going to be in it, (laughs) but yeah i from what i have heard he is attached and there is a cast so it's happening i don't know what the fuck it is but i i mean i would love i want to see him branch out because he wanted to do it i mean we've talked endlessly about our just utter bafflement (laughs) confoundedness what what his career could have been because he really wanted to do that um biography about groucho marx where that guy lived with him when he was like super old and shit and I'm like, that would have been great. I would have loved to have seen that. He wanted to do Broad Street uh, Brawlers or Bullies or whatever, that hockey movie, which I was like, yes, please. I want to see him do uh, that wrestling movie, which I've mentioned, T- uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex, I believe it was called. Mm-hmm. I have like an encyclopedic knowledge of the shit he hasn't done. Like <laughs> that Crow movie that was uh, supposed to set, uh, set in the future, The Blob. Oh. I would have totally uh, yeah, watched he, The Crow. It, he would have been perfect. For mm-hmm. This was like in 94. Not 94. Like this was in like way before he did House of a Thousand Corpses. So oh. it's like, how was he ever attached to this? Like who did he pitch this? Did they go to him? Like who who, who wanted Rob Zombie to do a Crow sequel set in space or whatever? Like, <laughs> okay. I mean, I, it, it cannot possibly be worse than anything after City of Angels. Which I will defend City of Angels. I know a lot of people don't like it, but I'm like, it's not that bad, y'all. It's not that bad. And I kind of like Vincent Perez more than Brandon Lee. So no more controversial shit. <laughs> Let's talk about people who did make my, our lists. And one, the last person that just popped in my head before we started doing this, which I'm surprised that we haven't even mentioned at all, is my Chamelon. He was on my list. Uh, yeah. I thought about him, but I was like, I really don't want um, some of his movies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either, but you get Signs, Sixth Sense, and Split. Well, see, and like, and I, I think Signs, it, that was debatable to me. Yeah, me too. I don't know if I would count that as horror. That has two of the best jump scares. It's one of okay, the It does. It does. It. Yeah. Uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure has one of the greatest jump scares. Yeah. Does it make it horror? <laughs> I mean, it's more horror than Jurassic Park, and we're counting that. It's more horror than Dark Man. Y'all gave me that. Like, Signs is one hundred percent horror. Yeah, it could be, but I don't want the happening. Is that because that to me would be counted as horror? Yeah, but it's yeah. a horror comedy, and it's funny as shit. It's not funny. <laughs> it's not funny. There's nothing funny about that. I, I hate it. I, that was that was one of those movies where it was like it chapter two, where I got angrier and angrier as because I really thought that was going to be good. 
I think I, I mean, maybe I'm giving him too much credit, but I think it's self-aware. I think he's winking at you. No. I think he knows what this is. No. When you so. cast Mark Wahlberg as a chemistry teacher and then he talks to a plastic tree, no. I think he knows what he's doing. I'm not giving that to you. I think you don't cast Mark Wahlberg unless you know what you're doing. I think he went after the village. He kind of went off the rails a little bit until, you know, a little bit. I won't argue that. I think he went up his own ass with lady in the water. Right. I think that, then you had happening. Then you had airbender and after earth. And it took him a while. I mean, it took him, it feels like a decade to get back on track and the visit is uh, it's okay. It's watchable. Uh, it's I mean, enjoyable it's step in the right direction. and then split and then a split i think is absolutely a horror and absolutely great i wish we could get like yeah i mean i would the things that he produces too like i <laughs> i just i yeah i think six sense is amazing i think science yeah. is amazing i think village is good enough good if i'm gonna have a, a bouquet of his movies i'm like i'm fine with having village in there but no, I, I the, another big one that maybe maybe didn't make you guys' pick. Um, don't know how to pronounce his last name. Andre Overdahl. Uh, Overdraw. Oh, Overdraw. Uh, he did Troll. Yeah, Hunter. yeah. Troll Hi- Autopsy of Jane Doe. That's where I knew. Him. Oh, yes. okay. that was and, great. Yeah, yeah, that's a great one. Scary stories to tell in the dark, and I like all three of them. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, no. Yeah, but Autopsy is like a masterpiece. Yeah, right? Autopsy is really great. Autopsy. Yeah, I've seen scary stories. So, but I I like Troll Hunter. It was fun. I didn't Troll I didn't Hunter's think fine. it was a horror yeah. movie, but I thought I, it was fun. It's on. I it's mean, on it's the verge enough. there. It, if, if any of you guys picked it, I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Troll Hunter counts. I mean, <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, fair like enough. A, yeah, it's giant monsters. That, yeah, okay. I mean, it's a horror comedy. It's kind yeah. of spooky-ish. Uh, yeah. I mean, if we're counting he- Hellboy and Dark Man, we're we're yeah. we're, counting, we're splitting hairs. Yeah. There, man. <laughs> we don't get Kane does not get Shape of Water. I just I get Shape yeah. of Water. <laughs> but was there any other big ones? I mean, obviously uh, Mario. You Bombers didn't put James Wan. Nobody picked James. I'm Bombers. not. I mean, I, yeah. I knew Kane wouldn't pick him. Yeah. yeah. You know, I it's not he's not my cup of tea. I thought I liked the conjuring okay, but and you know, he's got Saw Insidious. I do, I do love I do love Saw and I do like Conjuring. I do love two thirds of the Conjuring. I think Conjuring is one of the best well made horror movies, but it just it's not a hundred percent for me. And then after that it's just that's I'm like, eh. Right. Yeah. Maybe Another... it was way down on my list, but uh, you because for some again i for some reason i thought we were gonna like start skimming the the fat of this <laughs> thing. Like, for, so i went to like joko anwar the cat who did um satan slave and, and pedagore because oh, he, he has like one other horror movie so i'm like he fucking counts so i'm throwing his ass into the mix because i'm like yeah. in pedagore i can watch the first 10 minutes of that forever yeah. i fucking love that shit. um Ro- uh, roger corman Oh yeah, Roger Corman, uh, Robert yeah. Rodriguez. We didn't mention. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, I actually Adam had uh, Clive Barker was on yeah. my list. Um, Clive Barker, Adam Wingard is a big yep. one we left off. I don't consider the guest horror, but it's close enough that I'm like, and I don't have veto power, so I'm like, I can't veto it. So, what about Greg McLean? You know, he has Rogue. What else does he have? Wolf oh, Creek. Wolf Creek. Darkness. Belko Experiment. Yeah, yeah. He's got some. 
And me, I mean, I love my boy. Um, ah, fuck me, Adam Green. I like those hatchets. Yeah, I like those hatchets. No, no love for Eli Roth. (laughs) He's not. He's not on my list. (laughs) Not on my list either. Yeah, but I I mean, I got people like Bernard Rose is on my list. Oh, Paper House. Yeah, Candyman. Yeah, of course, Candyman. But I love me some Paper House. Like I could take or leave anything else. Yeah, but. I just got to thought, gosh. <laughs> See, I didn't go. I didn't go that deep because I, I really, I was like, okay, I knew, I knew Sailor. I was surprised Sailor didn't really make any hipster douche picks. I was really surprised. Mikhail <laughs> Sophie was my hipsterist douche. And I had a feeling like, that because of that, I that you may have were going to take him. Um, but I was like, I, I figured it would be pretty much between me and Bob taking a lot of the uh, the top tier guys and I knew Bob probably would go a little bit older school than I would yeah. so I, I was like I pretty much got all everybody I expected like I it almost worked out exactly how I thought I was it did throw nice. me off when when Sailor's going Ramy and um, uh, Ramy and uh, Romero and especially Flanagan <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I thought Spielberg would have gone er- earlier uh, and whatnot but I really, I really got. I stand behind my Mike Flanagan. Pick. No, it's a good pick. I, I just, it was surprising. Yeah. I really, I really would have thought you would have gone. I was surprised you didn't go outside the box. So it's, uh, I, I'm gonna pat you on the back I, for it because I'm glad yeah. you didn't do that. I mean, honestly, it would have been honest. It would have been the, I'm picking this person for one movie. Right. So it honestly would have been yeah. M- M- Michelle Sovi or Sang Ho Yoon for Train to Busan. Like honestly, it would have been between those two. I honestly did think about uh, the cat who did the wreck movies because I'm like I really like both of those. Yep. But I, it hurts that I don't have stage fright. It really yeah. hurts. It hurts that I don't have. Yeah, there's there's some. Yeah, there's yeah. there's some there's some good yeah. ones. But I mean, I good. I almost had Louis Teague on there just for Alligator because yeah, I love like, Alligator that much. <laughs> What else does he have? Cujo and Cat's Eye. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, so, so not good. But no, it's Tom not. Holland. I mean, Tom Holland. That was another one. I really, yeah. you know, I love me some Friday Night. Yeah, and Child's Play. Oh, another one that we debated that I forgot that couldn't wasn't Jeremy Solnier. We couldn't count, so it's just throwing that out there. Right? Yeah, yeah. Thinking, Save your emails. I don't want to hear the clicking and clacking. Yeah, <laughs> we, we can. Everyone we've just mentioned right now is everyone we thought of. Yeah, I, I mean. I got Lamberto Baba on here just for demons. Because <laughs> I love demons so much. Yeah. It's such a great movie. I mean, yeah, that's like the ones that were just like the one, just the one horror movie or whatnot. I was like, all right, I don't, I don't think I'm going to go that way. Like, I, I didn't even know if, um, I, though, this was one I didn't know if he was going to count or not. Uh, is, uh, what about Tim Burton? I thought of him, but I'm like I wasn't gonna draft him. I mean, like I love I love me some you know Beetlejuice, but does that does that officially count? I love Sweeney Todd. Does that officially count? I think Sleepy Hollow was the only one that. Comes. That's what I mean. It's like yeah, you know, I could see one because Course Bride count. No, no, yeah, I love that he gets that close, close. that you're like because eh. it. I love his aesthetic. Yeah, Edward Scissorhands. Honestly, like, it's God, like, like all right there. His first 10 movies, I will put up against any fucking filmmakers. I think he had a fucking run that would, I'm like, damn, this motherfucker hit the ground running. And then he fell off a cliff (laughs) like an atom bomb. 
so fucking hard. Alice in Wonderland is one of the ugliest movies I have. I saw that shit in 3D <laughs> in IMAX, and I'm like, this is my eyes are like, please. Well, it started anyway. with Planet of the Apes, did it? Because I, mean, I will, I will defend that because at least one, you have great practical effects. I think Tim Roth is amazing in it. I mean, the only thing you could say that's terrible about it is Mark Wahlberg, honestly. And the twist is like, eh, it's fine. It makes sense if you think about it. I think a lot of people are like, it doesn't make sense. I'm like, it makes sense within the context of their time, time machine rules or time travel rules. But the, I mean, literally the worst thing about it is Mark Wahlberg. But I don't mind that movie at all. I mean, Tim Roth in that movie is fucking fantastic. And that those effects will live up longer than the fucking new trilogy because they're already starting to look like ass. Because practical will always look better than CGI, no matter what. It doesn't matter. And those movies are better, but they're the practical. Rick Baker just beats any CGI artist today. So I, I that's when he was still trying to me. I'll, Dumbo is literally all right. The art, call Danny DeVito. Let's put him in the top hat again. Let's do it. And he's like, all right, how big is he going to be this time? Yeah. Tim? Like, it's it's the boringest shit. I love to see him work with Michael Keaton again. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, is Beetlejuice 2? I know it's been announced, but I, it was actually going to happen. 25 years but, ago. Yeah. Like, remember when Kevin Smith was supposed to make that fucking thing? <laughs> Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian. That was a thing that was going to happen. Wow. Would Kevin Smith had counted? I know he's got uh, two. I know off the top of my head. He One, his movie is technically out now, which counts. But he has Red State. He has... Tusk. Tusk. Those are both 100% horror. Mm-hmm. Yoga Hosers. Uh, I know why so he's drafting him, but he just popped in my head. Or when I you really, said him. I really, really like Red State a lot. I will defend that movie. I think it's the best thing Kevin Smith has ever done. But... Yoga Hosers is one of the worst things I've ever seen, and I fucking yeah. hate Tusk. So, and I'm not gonna watch that new fucking thing, whatever it's called. JT or uh, Kilroy was here. Kilroy was here, yeah. Because now it's like an NFT or some shit. Like it's not even a real movie or some shit. Like what is he doing? I don't even know what he's doing. Stop smoking weed, Kevin Smith. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Your ideas are trash. I hate it. I hate it. I'm, I cannot I'm, believe we ended this episode with that trash in my mouth. Can't no, <laughs> well, let me feel that Bob talk. I oh, just, sorry, Bob. No, no, no. I just, I'm just scrolling through the list because it's just an endless pile of, of, of stuff. Can I go back and put William Girdler on my list instead of Yes. Simon? Can I please? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> uh, I have the Manitou. S- can I please? <laughs> Stephen Summers on here. I actually put. I'm so mad that I didn't pick Larry Cohen, Mario Bava. There's so many. Yeah. I'm looking at this list. I'm like, yeah, Man, Larry Cohen. Mm-hmm. I almost, I, really took, I almost took Steve Miner just so I could have some Friday Night right. Thirteenth on there. I yeah, mean, I would, you, you, you would have got House. I'd have got House too. That's what I mean. I'd have got House. I, I would have had to take what Warlock and H two O. I mean, that's who did the Prowler. That's Joseph Zito. Is that Zito? Think so, because he has well, he has a Friday the Thirteenth. He has yeah, Prowler, he has four, his, right? So. Yeah, and he has something else because I think I considered him. If fucking blood, my bloody Valentine guide, I was like, man, I really want him. What did he direct? Oh yeah, nothing, <laughs> nothing. Went on to <laughs> yep. nothing. Oh, that's uh, Robert Fuest. I wanted on there because he did 
the two Dr. Fives movies. Oh wow, yeah. And 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 soon the darkness and the devil's reign as well. The devil's reign is fine. Not good. No, not it's good not. Movie. Absolutely not, not good. I hope so. But I mean, I, I got a ton of not good. Okay. So, do you guys want to recap our list? Yeah. yeah. So let's go in order. So it'll be Bob, Sailor, Kane. Okay. All right. Uh, my uh, top, my five picks. Uh, starting with number one, David Cronenberg. Uh, number two, Dario Argento. Number three, James Whale. Number four, Terrence Fisher. And number five, Neil Marshall. My number one is John Carpenter. My number two is Sam Raimi. My number three is George Romero. My number four is Mike Flanagan. And number five is Steven Spielberg. My number one is Wes Craven. My number two is Toby Hooper. My number three, Del uh, Guillermo del Toro. Number four, Peter Jackson. And number five, Rob Zombie. Those are our lists. If you agree or disagree, you can always find us at ScreenAgeWasteland.com. And before we get into the Twitter and Instagram, Bob has a book he wants to plug. Yeah, uh, I'm shamelessly plugging my uh, horror, adventure, sci-fi, comedy novel, uh, The Monster War, which you can buy at uh, Amazon or most online ebook places. Uh, I also do Movie reviews every Friday on uh, ScreenAgeWasteland.com with Fear Flashback. So uh, if you'd rather read me for free, that's the place to do it. Well, instead of reading him free, you should give him some money. Speaking of, shameless plug, all around, give us some money at Patreon.com slash NLTL. And as always, kiddies, all hail trash. All hail trash. <laughs>